This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Welcome to episode 149 of the podcast terror production of the Galactic Network. For more on this podcast, including show notes, content information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. I'm your host, Matt Stein. Corey will be here shortly. Our guest this week is Cam, a friend of mine from uh, Kansas. I don't, I don't know. Maybe we're friends. Um, also may know him by DJ Boats. He's half of the popular DJ Troop Ass Jams. Um, they're also doing the Ass Jams podcast. He also plays guitar in the band Young Bull, uh, which I am a fan of. Uh, so yeah, he'll be here shortly. We're going to be talking about what we do in the shadows. All right, all right. So that's the fun part. Start YouTube. And then we just talk about whatever we want. Oh, yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> I'm guessing it's a shame that I just heard my wife go wow from the other room. <laughs> all right all right all right talk about whatever um hello cameron cam cam hello. cam cam boats what up e? oh we fucking totally hit the upright <laughs> did it go in no oh boy five seconds left the bears are gonna lose by one that uh that kicker's gonna be killed when he gets back yeah he's well they're in chicago so he's just he's dying tonight oh boy do you yeah. guys have a do you guys have a Twitter? Yeah, yeah, it's podcast terror. At podcaster of terror. Podcast of terror. Yeah. Cool. We're so creative with the name. Although podcaster would be a bitch ass oh. Twitter to have. Yeah, like, wow, I can't believe you guys got <laughs> we got, we got it. Ah. <laughs> uh, sweet sweet beers. Um How's it going, man? I haven't seen. Well, I, haven't, I mean, I haven't really talked to you much, but I haven't seen you since James's wedding. Yeah, I, I quite, you haven't seen me since I was crushing Alize like it was my job. That was. Uh, <laughs> that was that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I assume you're drinking Alize right now. I'm not. I am drinking uh, Trader Joe's bourbon. Uh, I mean, classy. Hey, it's 2019. Trying to limit my sugar intake. I'm pretty sure Alize is mostly sugar. I've never had it, um, but it's, I'm. It's awesome. Is it really? See, I'm just over here crushing like pastry stouts. So, <laughs> you know, uh, orange What's and. Up? What do you mean? Hold on. What do you mean, like a pa- pastry stout? Yeah. So pastry stouts are beers, uh, dark beers with like chocolate and shit. So this is orange and uh, chocolate. Right. No, I got which. What, what brand? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> sorry, man. Um, it's uh, Goose Island, Bourbon County, the Midnight Orange. Oh, hell yeah. That's yeah. one of the like varietals that came out this yeah, year. Yeah. I was lucky enough to get two vanilla or well, three vanilla. I drank one, one orange, 
one of the uh the purple one it's supposed to taste like jam and then i got the uh, coffee barley wine and then three of the originals yeah, I'm a pretty shitty beer drinker for a guy who worked for Firestone Walker this past year. Exactly. So. And, you know, two of your friends, um, James and I consistently send boxes of beer back and forth. Yeah, you're part of the the little, uh, what do you want, cabal of craft beer guys. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, I started it and then James got into it and then... Um, oh, it's your fault? Yeah, well, I think him and um, Curly, so... For people listening who know none of these people, this is going to make even less sense. But uh, I'm sure I've mentioned James on the show. We, him and I shared a bed 10 years ago, the first time I ever went on tour. <laughs> the rest is history. Um, Sometimes you got a snug. Oh, my God. It was so awesome. Then he made a scrambled eggs and bacon mm. with a sick-ass mm. Soulfly tattoo hanging out. Yeah. That pretty much means that you put out, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That's a... That doesn't happen just on its own. It's not like accidentally wake up to bacon. No, you, you gave it. <laughs> I, I definitely put out to get bacon that day. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I met him. Uh, I met uh, James Curley and Freed in Indiana mm-hmm. a couple years back for Dark Lord. And then last year it was just James and I. So the rest is history. Yeah. How did we meet? I don't um, remember. I remember. <laughs> we uh, we kind of met when you were on tour with the Devil Wears Prada. And James oh, really? is like, yeah, James is like, hey, he's in town. Hit him up. And then I never actually hooked up with you that day. And then we were standing at the bottleneck and someone said your name. And I'm like, hey, you're Boats. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm Matt from Wisconsin. And he just kind of stared at me. Hey, that uh, happens a lot. I'm sure it was it was um, Jay's uh, memorial show. Oh, damn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Moment of, moment of silence. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then then the wedding. <laughs> then the wedding. Oof. That wedding was a little buck wild. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, um, I think it was like a $75 ticket in the mail from the state of Kansas because iPass doesn't work in Kansas. So what they oh, do yeah, all the interstates. Yeah. So anytime we would get on the interstate, they would charge you for the rest of the entire length. So we got on in Kansas city and then off in Topeka, but then they charge you through Oklahoma. So then when we would get on in Topeka, they would charge you through Kansas city. And then there was an additional charge because they had to send me a bill in the mail. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. That. That's complicated. To be to be fair, I have gotten tickets from the iPass system because I don't understand how it works. Do you not have an iPass? Why would I have an iPass? I don't live in I. Well, <laughs> and that's that's a really good point. Um, so why would I have uh, what is it a, a K pass? K tag. Yeah, yeah. How come they can't make it's the interstate's federal? Just exactly. And I know that there's iPass works in like. A dozen states or something so i could have swore that kansas was one of the ones it worked in oh it's like one of the main ones i think so either that or it's oh, just wow. states with i and i live near three of them so i got that going for me it's true iowa indiana illinois yeah but it's, illinois like wisconsin it's, doesn't it's wisconsin wisconsin yeah but we don't have we don't have tolls michigan minnesota uh, wow a lot of these are just second letter is odd. yeah 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 but so uh, illinois is the only one with tolls around here really yeah but if i drive through or to chicago i need a fucking ipass 
Oh shit! I tweeted about being on the podcast. Forgot the link. <laughs> you got to leave the people wanting more, man. Yeah, right. What well, somebody did? Like, hey, where's the link at? Oh, and uh, oh, here. Wait, I didn't copy it on my phone. Sorry. Wow, what's it like to have an audience? An, an audience? An audience? I couldn't tell you. Fuck you, man. I remember um, it was before I met you. We were James and I were at the Granada, and he was telling me about how Ass Jams like sells the fucking place out. Oh, that stuff. I mean, yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. But oh, really? It did. It <sighs> did for, for quite a while. So I, mean, I it was once you get that link in there, because I don't know how good you are multitasking. Like, I want to hear about ass jams because I've never gotten to see you guys, but I think it's fucking hilarious. It is fun here. OK, I have to say, whoops, I forgot the link. <laughs> I, is there any? I assume there's no delay to this, but if there is, I there is click it. They click it and then and then they'll see. Yeah, I think I think there's like a five second delay. Um, You never know. That's called my sex life. (laughs) Huh? Nice. I'll be damned. Uh, Okay, ass jams. Yeah, Um, ass jams. So John and I, I, ass jams is me and John Marzette. Uh, It initially started when we were both door guys at the bottleneck, and uh, earlier that year, this was 2012. Uh, Mike Die would DJ would, would like DJ. He just like play songs uh, in like during the commercial breaks of that year's basketball championship because that was when we like went up against North Carolina and hit like Final Four and did all kinds of shit or something. And so it was real popular, and people were like, "Oh, we really like when Mike plays the songs. It's good selection." Um, he was gonna do that on Cinco de Mayo. He got sick. John and I were door guys, and uh, our manager at the time, Rob Schulte, uh, was like, you guys are going to DJ. And we were like, but we don't we don't know how to DJ. Never DJ a day in our lives. But he was like, it's fine. Think of it like a house party. Like, you know, invite your friends and just play music. So we did that. Very successful. It, you know, we just had a bunch of our friends come, and it was free. That was the key. It was free. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, after the first one, it went so well, they were like, well, we have an early show, whatever, two weeks from now. Do it then. Cool. We do it. Works same. Works again. And basically, it just keeps working. Keeps working. <laughs> we're not. We're still not actually DJing, not doing anything. I have turntables over here. Like, I... Since then, it's much different. But at the time, we were just getting drunk and playing <laughs> genuine, <and> just <laughs> just playing fuck music, and it just worked. We like knew we were young. We were either still in college or like fresh out of college, so we still knew all kinds of people. Blah blah blah. It was just like a lightning in a bottle kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And from May of 2012, that year just within the seven months or whatever, we did New Year's Eve at Granada and sold it out. Jesus. So from 70 people the first time, basically, to 1,100 seven months later. And then consistently, uh, after New Year's Eve at Granada, we did a couple more bottleneck ones, and there were you know, lines around the block kind of shit. God damn. It just, like, spun out of control <laughs> it was it was very cool but uh definitely not anything we expected yeah so where'd the name ass jams come from uh the ass jams name came from a friend of ours Allie, 
who had a basically like a she was a graphic design student at KU and had a like work playlist or like studying playlist or something <laughs> that said that was called ass jams and it was like Nelly, Ludacris, Genuine, Us, you know, Fuck Jam, Dance Jam, Slut, whatever, Blam, <laughs> and we we had been calling songs that we like to dance when we would go out and dance and like listen to DJ like oh that's an ass jam got to add that to the playlist carried over uh i don't even know if we ever asked ally if we could use the name but yeah. <laughs> yeah and it for a minute too like we started and then that summer so like a month after maybe if even that uh two djs in kansas city started a thing called booty jams fuck them and it was like uh, who who's biting who and none of neither of us neither party gave a shit uh, <laughs> and, but they stopped doing stuff before we were able to like facilitate yeah anything so if i don't know if anybody watching or listening knows uh the booty jams folks and they want to do a reunion with we we want to do it too oh. <laughs> that'd be so sick right <laughs> two asses one jam mm-hmm yeah butt to butt etc butt to butt that's awesome um, you should call the tour and make a clap <sighs> cheek to cheek cheek Here we to go. cheek, cheek, to cheek. <laughs> yeah uh are you in lawrence or are you in kansas city i'm in kansas city you are okay now, i that, was uh moved back a couple years ago i mean they're like one in the same it's like what a 40 minute drive or something you it used to be i feel it used to be a little more joined but i don't think so anymore just because People are more often coming from Lawrence into Kansas City for nightlife stuff. Yeah. And Lawrence is kind of like suffering from that, which sucks. Yeah. I mean, I every time I'm in Lawrence, it's for a specific reason, which right. is generally drinking. Yeah. Um, oh, there's, there's, even le- there's less drinking in Lawrence now, too, unless you know the right people or go to the right places. But well, just kinda, I mean, now in... General. in in my 30s, I would just uh, probably want to get drunk in someone's basement instead of in a public public setting. Respect. respect. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I can take my shirt off in someone's basement. It's not weird. True. It, it's less weird. There are a couple bars in Kansas City they probably let you take your shirt off. I don't know if I've ever done that. For a couple I've bars never, where you probably get tipped. That's true. I've never yeah, gone out exactly. in Kansas City. At least like a cow, I mean. I don't know. <laughs> Does uh, the bottleneck still have the boner dollar? The boner dollar? Yeah, on the uh, maybe. Yeah, so it was on like the podium, um, where you would have to oh. pay or whatever, and it was just a one dollar bill, and a, someone drew a B and an R on there. Uh, if they if it's still in that podium, which it is still the same podium I checked, because <laughs> I drew a lot of things on there, and they are still there. I'm pretty sure my uh, name is upstairs. Uh, it's like spray painted or whatever in the green room. Yeah. I took a shit up there and someone was concerned I was going to get uh, crabs. What? I didn't. Nah, that's like the best. That's if you're ever in the bottleneck and you need to shit, that's the one you have. The saloon to style door. Unless you can get into the women's room. And then those toilets are great. But are the men, the men's public toilet in the bottleneck, the physical, the non-urinal toilet is just, I mean, you know, it's just there. Yeah. No, no, no. I was, it was, it was upstairs. Right, that's yeah. the good one. That's the oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, Upstairs I is the good toilet. Yeah, except it's just saloon doors, which is weird. Someone just kick it in on you. Eh, Someone maybe. probably did kick it in on me. I don't really remember <laughs> that night much. 
It's possible. Yeah. The the weird the weirdest thing about the saloon door is that it's kind of short, so if anybody talls there, yep, and you can see them and right over the top. I've locked eyes with touring bands. Like, <laughs> Just, if they like got there too early, and I was like shitting, and I'd be like, ah, sorry guys, I'm the door guy tonight. <laughs> I had a guy that I worked with uh, at the the job I, I left recently. He was IT for one of our other facilities, so he's from out on the East Coast, and I was out in California. And uh, very aggressive guy. He's a guy who would drive faster going into a parking space. Like, he would accelerate up to the wall of the 7-Eleven, uh, like we're just going to drive through. And so everything about him, and, and this might be a, a Rhode Island thing, I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's a certain atmosphere in Rhode Island of just, like, they talk a little bit rougher. They, they just sound more angsty than I think that they actually are. But they just got kind of a, a harsher kind of feel to them in, in a lot of ways, which is not an insult at all. It, it's actually, I kind of admire it. I think it's cool. I like people who don't bullshit. But he came in the bathroom. I was in the, the restroom. I was using the uh, the one stall. And he came in and he just banged the door open of the stall, <laughs> probably thinking that if it opens, then it must not be occupied. But the amount of force, he didn't, jaws of life it but it really was close and meanwhile i was trying to jaws of life myself on that toilet seat so all of a sudden he bangs in and grant we've known each other like a, two days tops at this point and it's all of a sudden eye to eye and i'm in my most vulnerable uh <laughs> just a look at his face and the tear he made out of the bathroom and all i could say was occupied <laughs> Occupado. Uh, it's always weird when someone walks into a bathroom when you're shitting and you can tell that they're kind of heading for the stalls so i like shuffle and make noise so that yeah. they know you're in there and hopefully they just bypass that one that's when you that's when you make a plop <laughs> just, <laughs> just force pinch one out yeah i don't I'm know late 40s there's no making a plop there's hoping it'll happen <laughs> sure i don't know i i i for a long time i was always that guy that you know If there are people washing their hands, I'm gonna like try to wait or like poop quietly. Yeah, I can't can't poop quietly. I do it at work because I don't want to have to like make eye contact with someone who's looking at you while you poop. (sighs) Well, so I wait until no one's in there, or if someone walks into pee, like I time it so that I do not look at them. Okay, because. I work with some of the world's most disgusting human beings. I work in IT. We have pretty terrible diets, and a lot of these people don't do anything. So the bathroom consistently smells like like microwaved feces and cigarettes. Golly. Yeah, I this work. Is, I work. Oh, Matt, this is why I'm trying to get a job where I don't have to leave my fucking house, and the only shit I have to deal with is my wife's and the two cats. Oof. Respect. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I, I wasn't sure what to say. Respect. It's like I would like to make half as much money potentially because I never want to leave my fucking house again. You're gonna say you're gonna save money on gas. Yeah. Um, Water because you're gonna shower less. Yeah. Therapy. Therapy. Etc. Yeah. It'll pay for itself. Um, drink home a coffee. That's that instead of like going out to pick shit up on the way. Yeah. There was Realistically, a, that would save a lot. <laughs> a lot of fucking money. Know what you got to do. So hear me out. I don't know how much coffee you drink, but McDonald's shit on command. Oh yeah, see, every morning I can I can kind of time it out. But McDonald's McCafe coffee is actually really fucking good. 
was talking about this earlier today. Yeah, so you can buy the grounds on Amazon. You can get six bags for like 30 bucks. Whoa. Yeah, so that's what my wife and I do. We just buy six bags at a time, and then her and I both drink it. Um, I we usually... Have a- we have a righteous coffee maker that my mom gave us that does the grinding of the beans in the maker Ooh. and does all this stuff. And we don't know how to use it. And so it's just been sitting here for the last three months. My wife's like, yeah, at some point your mom will have to come over and show me what to do with it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can fucking figure it out. Yeah, or we can download the, the manual. But she, <laughs> when we got Big B here, and Big B is actually kind of a cool coffee place. And it seems like every time she goes, they're, they're honoring some buy one, get one free coupon. Uh but the other thing is we're just we're stupid like i don't drink coffee i drink milkshakes that have some coffee flavor to them and she drinks iced white mocha soy bullshit thing because again the pooping tastes great it it doesn't taste bad yeah it it, i mean i'm in on it all day i i only drink cold coffee hot coffee has lost its luster for me unless it's (laughs) you know super black or whatever i guess but otherwise i buy they sell cold brew concentrate at the grocery store yeah a little bit of that a little bit of cashew milk some sweet bam i'm i'm ready to go i want some now i'm thinking about it Um, (laughs) in the winter time i like a, a mocha uh, peppermint mocha. I want I want my coffee to taste like Christmas. So I'll I'll drink hot coffee then, and then I'll throw a couple Annie's mints to melt in the bottom. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, fuck yeah. That's but nice level. That that's just me, and and I'm I'm good with that. But for the most part, yeah, I it's a frappe frappuccino, just iced happiness. Yo, you got it. If you have a blender, you should blend it, the Annie's mints. I'm sure we can make some blend. Yeah, and yeah. I I break them up when I throw them in there. Yeah. Um, but the, the Big B coffee, they actually crush up peppermint and put them on the whipped cream. Oh, wow. Wow. Sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't I, bad. I just drink black coffee. I did buy a uh, cold brew pitcher. Mm-hmm. It was like 15 bucks on Amazon. So I just make a big thing of cold brew and then I fill up like a 32-ounce water bottle. And then I just have a small cup before I go to work and then I get to work. We had a coffee pot at our desks and someone got pissed. <laughs> Because like I don't I don't want to drink like the the brown water that work gives us, mm-hmm. so I would buy um, better coffee, and then we would just make it at our desk, and someone threw a shit fit. So now I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do with myself. But well, so what did they ban exactly? You're not supposed to have small appliances at your desk. Okay, so what you do instead is you make cold brew. And at your desk. Well, I could do that too. The dude sits next you to me got a pour over stuff. Yeah, he got a pour over, and I'm like, man, nah. I, I always make fun of the people who have pour overs at work because I just I don't like them, and it's just a reason to make fun of them. But like, we have a back room that like six people in the company can get into. I'm like, we could just put the fucking coffee pot back there, right? And yeah, that wasn't that, good for him. Besides the point, you ha- it's to dunk on the person who got grumpy. Yeah, well, here you dunk on them by brewing coffee at your desk, regardless. Regardless, like, yeah. Well, like, the other thing we could do is um, start a small fire. <laughs> just, just one day going early and shit in a coffee pot. Well, no. The thing is, is she probably has a piece of computer equipment she's not supposed to. So if I really wanted to, I could go up there and be like, hmm, hmm, hmm. So you take away my coffee pot, I'll take away your fucking USB fan. I assume that's is, what she has. Is this the plot? This is the plot of Office Space Two. Yeah, it is now. Yeah, we'll add it to our podcast too. We're we're working on a Gremlins three one. 
Germany and space. Mm-hmm. Gremlins three. What? Not, okay, so they're making a real Gremlins three. So our, our goal is to come out with our Gremlins three Gremlins in Nazi Germany and outer space script before Gremlins three actually comes out. Right. It's been two years in the works and nothing's happened. So there's no script out for them either? No, not as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. So, um, so You're friends. just copying the full Hollywood experience by having this in development hell for a few years. Yep. Fair. Yeah, I mean, we're not that dumb. <laughs> we just look dumb. Got to keep it authentic. <laughs> um, let's talk about your Ask Jams podcast. Since okay. Yeah. You're on a podcast talking about a podcast on a it's a uh, podcastception exactly um, no yeah uh uh me and the aforementioned other half of ash jams john marzette um so ash jams went from the the big crazy granada sellout dj night uh and is now with i don't know it went as far we hosted an event at the amphitheater so like Technically, there was an ass jams at the amphitheater. And then it just kind of dwindled from there. We hadn't done one at the Granada like officially in a while. We did one uh, in September of last year. Um, And then there was an unrelated shooting like down the street in Lawrence. And we were we had a show. Lil Yachty was there. So there was a rapper in town. Plus, it was late night in the fog. It was just this mess. Um, our name got tossed around a lot just cause we were down the street. We're a big thing. A lot of young people. And since then it got weird, but we've still been DJ. Anytime we DJ together, it's ass jams, which is as it should be. And we're doing riot room stuff. We're doing other stuff. Uh, but in that kind of break, we were like, well, we've joked about doing a podcast forever because we eat wings every Wednesday. We initially Ooh. wanted to like somehow figure out how to record at wings, like little lavaliers or something. But it's just we eat at the Peanut in Kansas City, and it's just it's too buck wild. It's too it's too loud. Um, it's tight. And from there, we were like, well, we don't want to focus. Like we don't have the ability to hyper focus on like a thing, like movies or. Anything we're like, we could kind of make it about music. Because we, we clearly get straight to the point of talking about movies on this show. Listen, right. listen. <laughs> we didn't know at the time that you could be so yeah, informed. Yeah. But we landed on, uh, you know, a tried and true podcast method, which is uh, pop culture, current events. And then music is on top of that. Uh, and because because we're DJs and we are super involved in that scene. That was kind of the lens, I guess we would use. So the pop culture focused on, you know, Twitter, music news, goofs, gags, memes, fun stuff. It's very much fun. Very not not serious. Very, you know, you goof around. The only work that goes into it is listening to new albums that come out kind of that are related to, what we do a lot of rap a lot of r&b an occasional john mayer album because <laughs> i mm, never got into ooh, we love it we love it a john mayer so i guess he's that fi- what was that uh i was gonna say he's our mascot but oh right on does he know he that doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't, nah, right. he doesn't. Well, he'll figure it out <laughs> when he listens to your show one of these days <laughs> um 
<clears throat> I guess I'm, I'm curious. This is a personal question. Um, mm. What I mean, what do you listen to? Because I know you play in Young Bull, and I love Young Bull. Um, uh, I mean, I can give you my top. I have my top ten of 2018. 2018. Do it. Technically, it's like top 42 or some shit. But I, <laughs> I did one of the like. I don't know if you. Could, I did one of the like pictures. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was like pick forty two, and I was like, I can, okay. Um, but top ten, we've got Tom Mish, who's this uh, British guitar player, singer, songwriter, beat maker, kind of all around music guy. Uh, he's real groovy. A buddy of mine is actually shooting. He's like his tour photographer or something. So I've been getting to see a lot of the tour that he's been on, and it's just funky, soulful stuff. That's my top record of the year because I. It's just all I listen to, just every, boom, every day. Um, there's a rap record by Key and Kenny Beats. Coulter Wall is a Canadian singer-songwriter who has this, like, real deep country voice. He's, like, Canadian Johnny Cash. Uh, and then there's Sleep, the new Sleep album. Okay. So, yeah. you know. It's and it, starting to make sense. It kind of goes from there. Mitski, Blood Orange, Georgia Smith, who's another British singer, R&B uh the new yob record okay uh 21 savages new record and then brandy carlisle so, so before you said sleep i was gonna ask how you play in a band like young bull if all you listen to is hip-hop and not I, doom so, but you know i don't yeah i don't know well i don't young bull's not we're a little too dirty too zoom, a little too dirty a little too zoomy to be quite a doom band you're enough not doom that i like you because i cannot James asked me to play in a doom metal, a doom band with him once, and we never wrote a song because I couldn't play slow enough. I, 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 I tell Jamaki and Brian all the time because Jamaki and Brian are in Young Bull and in Amanaza. Yeah. And I tell them all the time, just like, I don't. Which don't is weird because. I, I don't get how they count it. I can't. It's like. Yep. When, when I met them, they were all in the cast pattern. That's probably why they want to do it. They're like, <laughs> well, we play as fast as we could, and now we're going to play as slow as we can. Uh, I mean, from what I heard, the new Amanaza stuff's less slow, though. It's it's a lit. I mean, as it's as upbeat as fucking Doom can get, I guess. I guess. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. So, I I mean, I've listened to hip hop, R and B stuff like that all my life. Uh, the first the thing that got me playing guitar was fucking Blink One Eighty Two because I wanted to be a pop punk princess. I fucking love pop punk music. Yeah. <laughs> I don't anymore, but I did for once in a, a while. Long time. Once in a while, I still go back to old newfound glory. Fair. Yeah. Old. Okay. Yeah. I. That's. Yeah. All right. I'll. I'll consider. I don't like their new well. stuff. Like same thing. Like uh, Enema of the yeah. State, Blink One Eighty Two era. Like I'll listen to that once in a while and be like, this is pretty fucking good. But yeah. their new stuff, I'm like, I just it, it's not the same. And I think well, it's because you equate the album. Also Matt Skiba, which. Yeah. He it's sounds just, it's like not right. No, he sounds like dog trash. But. I need some. I need some yeds in there. My yeds, <laughs> at you. <laughs> need some of those in there. Uh, Without that, it's not related to me. But so I did. I feel like I did a pretty traditional guitar dude thing, where I was yeah. like, I got into guitar music because my dad was like, "Oh, if you want to play guitar, you better listen to Jimi Hendrix and this, oh. that, you know, all the all the classics." And I still really love me some uh, some dad rock, but. Uh, from there, pop punk into my sister showed me the Blood Brothers, so I got Ooh. Blood Brothers, and I was like, boom, right into 
screamo, hardcore, sass, kind of whatever. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend in middle school burned me in Every Time I Die CD. So I was just like, bam, them right there. They're still probably my favorite heavy band of all time. Oh, they're so good. Is, they're a safe bet, too. I mean, they're yeah. just fucking, bam, never, never, never failed. Never lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, yeah, from Every Time I Die, I went into the then I discovered like progressive metal and like all that, you know, everything from like animals as leaders to protest the hero, like, mm -hmm. and then into the weird, like super nerd stuff, the, the Satriani's and Malmsteins and bullshit like that just kind of went all over. And then the whole time I had been listening to hip hop and stuff like other than that. And then at a point within like heavy music, I just got like, not bored but like exhausted by the options uh yeah yeah I so i just kind of was like well i i like this stuff and these bands are still putting out you know new things but i have it's been a really long time since i've like found a band that is new that's like from even the past like 10 years there's only probably there's only a handful I think that have really like locked into me. Yeah, like Paul Paul Bearer and like Intronaut, and then yeah, I don't I I'd have to think about it. But there's 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 not too many that have kept me coming back to listen. And then the hip hop and R and B stuff. Same with like I, I started getting really into like traditional country music and stuff like that too, and folk and all this time also listening to midwest emo twinkly stuff it was a whole it's been a strange it's a long strange trip up here <laughs> hey man nothing wrong with that yeah um are you a fan of like old old poison the well like uh opposite in december and shit never listened really i, I would love I, I i know i hear i'd love it and i just have never i haven't sat down with it uh, fuck man i would say check that out and then um there's this band called sanction that came out recently Mm -hmm. um the record the uh, the record quality sounds very much like opposite of december um yeah spotify yeah um so, and then blood so bather is another band is their name? i'm sorry what second band saison Sa <laughs> sanction 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 no, close I'm yeah close beer on the mind i guess no it's no i don't blame you I don't blame sanction you, yeah, the album's called um, something about God, and the, it's pretty long. Oh, there's a couple sanction, vicious truths and precious lies. No, no. By the way, it's pretty long. Is my slow jams big hit? Uh, <laughs> late eighties. <laughs> my, it turned out I milly vanillied everybody with that one. It was not my uh, cross the, the bear. The infringement of God's plan. <laughs> okay, that's the album. Found it. Yeah, it was. I had to search both the artist and the album. Yeah, the name. And then there's a band called Sanctioned, which is just yep. Frontier with a different vocalist. <laughs> what? Yeah, okay. it's weird. Um, if you like Tony Danza, then I you'll do. like you'll like Frontier. It's like if Tony Danza continued to put out albums and just changed their name to Frontier. It's an unsigned band from the UK. Damn. Yeah. I really did. I really did like danza a lot though fuck yeah me too i liked class cloud quite a bit um and then they just stopped I, I don't think i listened to much class cloud i saw them once though it was the first time i could see dude playing the <sighs> beep, 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 yeah beep. and now he's in emir 
Is he really? Which he made. That new emo record is actually really good because it sounds like Josh Travis playing Emir. But I can't take Emir seriously. No, but there was no dick references on the set on the newest record. Well, th- why would I listen then? All in also defense of them. I there's only one reason I'm gonna do it. <laughs> That's a good point. It's the, it's the reason I still check out Attila songs. So I'm like, ah, he's gonna say motherfucker a few times. Maybe he's gonna say suck my dick. Oh my god, dude! I saw them once because I am one of the oldest people that attend Warp Tour. Uh. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, there's there's always a shit ton of good bands. Every time I die, plays every other year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So R.I.P. R.I.P. Warped Tour. Yeah. Although they're doing one-off dates this year. That's... But anyways. Um, Attila was there, and it was um, in Milwaukee. It's at the Summerfest grounds, which is like a big-ass 11-day music festival. And on the grounds are the outdoor amphitheater. So the two main stages, they split the amphitheater stage... So, oh wait, no, they do that here. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So same thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So Attila was in there, and you you can walk through the amphitheater, and I just remember seeing this this douchebag in like an all white wind suit in the middle of summer, just yelling "suck my fuck," and all these people are like chanting. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm, I, it's just, fuck man. <laughs> like in in defense of Attila. Lead singer of that band was on MTV's Made. Yes, he was. He wanted to be pretty. He became pretty. He, did. he was a male model for a little bit. Uh, and then, but still was in a band at the time of MTV Made. He was in Attila was at the time. Yeah. 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 So and do you think he's. I, I, saw them, I saw them at Jackpot. Yeah. The like first tour they ever did with that, with the, the Rage record. I had the best time. It was fucking sick. I um, I think the guy's a tool, but oh yeah. Part of me oh. wonders if it's a show or if he's just really like if he's is he real life that big of a douchebag? No, I I ha- I have heard from reliable sources okay. that he's he he's still kind of a turd. Yeah, but he's more of like a tur- an it, you can like we would know people who are like him. Yeah, uh, he's a relatable turd. He's a relatable turd. Exactly. He, three three Keurigs for sure, or ninety-seven. <sighs> I don't remember how many units it was. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know what? I feel like he's built like this brand, and him as a human is that persona, and that's why he does it. Which I get. Party party metal was in for a, a hot second. Holy fuck, was it? I don't I don't know how they're still around. Uh because well, that's what they had to do. So they started. Again, when I saw them, all I knew was the one song, Rage, which is just about partying. It's got some singing. Well, they got the new uh, one about pizza. I'd have I yeah, probably. <laughs> I haven't I haven't checked it out. I haven't heard it either. But, I just saw it exist. Uh, <laughs> they were I don't know. They were so aware. I think that's what keeps them going is they know that dude, he knows. Yeah. He's not he's he, you can't go, I'm a motherfucking riot bitch and nobody deny it. You can't say suck my fuck in a song and not know. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a really good way to look at it. Um, That's what I want to believe. No, and that's... <sighs> it's easier to think of it that way than to think of him in like a room and like writing lyrics and be like, oh, fucking suck my fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this know. is fucking fire that's equally as possible which is it really is it, 
He just comes running. The guy's like, got it. The part I couldn't write? Suck my fuck. And everyone's like, oh! Uh, and fucking fuck. throwing their hats. Suck and stuff. my fuck. And he's like, yeah, we'll have the fucking people chant. That's it'll, awesome. get on, it'll go on a shirt. Oh. Suck my fuck. Oh, it's yeah. it's kind of um I equate it to the cast patterns eat shit retard shirt. It's like you mm-hmm. just throw something super throw shit at a wall. Yeah. Yep. Something just off the wall and pretty offensive on the back of the shirt and you know kids are gonna buy it. Well that's the I mean, uh to meld my worlds here, uh Iggy Azalea, famed big butt Australian <sighs> lady rapper. That's spit on her. Yeah. 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 You could beat she could kill me probably probably um famed iggy azalea got in trouble because she was taking pictures in a uh uh, cradle of filth shirt oh the the jesus is a cunt one jesus come with the nuns sucking off the devil or some shit yeah i think my wife probably drew that actually (laughs) wrong described it feels like something that she came up with (laughs) Jesus, <laughs> there's Iggy Azalea just rip it off another bitch again. That's yeah. how it goes. It's classic. Uh, but you... in in def- you know she's getting hers because her and Tra- uh, her and not Travis Scott, Playboy Cardi, Playboy Cardi just broke up with her after she bought him a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is rotten, guys. I know that stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't know that those two people were still alive. I didn't know they were dating. That's the only thing I didn't know. See, I I, I don't know what a Playboy Cardi is, but he sounds like a douchebag who would be driving around in a Lamborghini bought for him by his ex-girlfriend, Iggy Azalea. So if you just said the two words together and asked me to describe what I thought in a picture of my head, what is a Playboy Cardi? Well, it seems like if if I was going to grasp at just visuals in the air, I'm seeing Lamborghini... And Iggy Azalea, but not a match. Not a match made in heaven, but just some sort of transactional sex period. Would it surprise you to learn that Playboy Cardi's name is spelled with an I? No, because... I wait the Cardi or the Playboy? Both. Uh, yes. Both. Oh God! I had to Google it. it, so I didn't know. Play, play, Playboy-y yep. Carti. Yeah. Oh, uh, probably because well, Playboy is probably a registered trademark. Oh shit! So he probably had to, but it also no, plays into his. That's exactly it. He did not have to. He played into there were his gangster roots. So many roots. other options. I don't know. I now I want to. Be, now what? I don't no, know. I, be, I believe that he. That's why. I want. So that might be why. But he could have <laughs> just not gone by Playboy Cardi. In the first place, he didn't have to say, oh, I, I really want my name to be Playboy Cardi, but unfortunately, because the man is trying to keep me down. My hands are tied. Yeah, yeah. My hands are tied. His name There's is- only so many vowels that, that end that way. I think his name's Carter. So, Probably. <laughs> um, uh, and play, play, play Boater Carter. Play Border Carter. <laughs> play Play, play boater. Bortles, Carter, not quite the same. Probably play balls, Carter, is what it hey. would be. Jordan <laughs> Terrell Carter. Oh. Who please. wants to take a stab at how old this fella is? <laughs> oh, I can't. Hold on. I can't answer because I'm pretty sure I know. Well, Corey, you have to guess first, and I'm curious if both. I'm know. guessing my age. <laughs> Boats, what do you think? I'm pretty sure he's 22. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Because um, I would love to see it that he's like some 50-year-old dumb fuck who no. just launched, launched himself sick. into some skinny jeans one day and said, hey, I can make this work. And just... All you gotta, you. He's, ooh, 
Ooh, yeah. Oh, he's one of those guys. So I see oh, his. Yeah, he, he used to be called ASAP Cardi. So what's with this ASAP? Because there's ASAP Rocky. He, he couldn't make himself into the new Queer Eye host gig, so he's just like, <laughs> "Well, I guess I'll have to fuck a white woman who thinks she's not oh, she's and see what though. I can do." Iggy Azalea is definitely problematic, but yeah. she did gain points. For the Jesus is a cunt thing. But so uh, do you think she also, really listens to Cradle of Filth or some, she's just I, like. No, I definitely do because she is like a, she's definitely like a. She's a dirt human? No, she's, she's just a like, dirty Think human. about it like this. She's at work. Like she is being paid by, I'm guessing paid by a label. Probably. To be, to be Iggy Azalea because yeah. there's, she was a, she did like pop songs in Australia. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, it's like oh, yeah. the the lead singer from Eve's Plum who went on to become that I I don't remember she sang the graduation song like Vitamin C. C. Vitamin C. Yeah, used to be we in sing a, it at work a lot. Yeah. yeah, but she was in a a rougher like '90s band for with a female singer and everything, and then she's like, well, but I could also sell out and yeah, and have a song that everybody fucking sings it. At graduation, so sure. You gotta pay the bills. Uh, to answer your question about the ASAP mom, Kylie Minogue used to be Jesus. with Ingve Momstein. She was a lead singer of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, Corey, I'm trying to learn about the ASAP model here. Holy shit, I, I was trying to learn about Kylie Minogue, so I, I get it. Um, I would let her beat me up too. Uh, ASAP Mob is a group of gentlemen from New York City. I like how I you produ- classed it up. They're a group of gentlemen. They're just yeah. they're most of the, uh, a handful of them from Harlem. I think some of them from Queens. Is it pretty uh, much they, the Rough Riders, but a bunch of other guys? They're like the Rough Riders, but like artistic. Because like, I also uh, ASAP uh, Yams was like the head. Did you he just was, say DMX was not artistic? Uh, his crew was not. He was. Okay. He was Did you say artistic or uh, oh, no. art, yeah, autistic? A hard R. Yeah, hard, hard R, R. Artistic. Hard R. Yeah, that DMX uh, really goes for the hard R a lot. Yeah. So DMX is like the lone artist in his group of tough men. For what it's worth, I don't know anyone else that was a rough rider. So exactly, yeah. I think they were just generally just rough riders. Eve was associated. I think so. I know because <sighs> I definitely saw her in a video. I think uh, I don't know. I'm questioning myself. But ASAP Mob, yes, started by this dude ASAP Yams, who kind of before Twitter was really popping was on Tumblr kind of curating this, um, you know, high, mix of high fashion and, and hip-hop fashion with music, both, you know, traditional hip-hop and then, like, European weird electronic stuff and just, like, interesting sounds melded with with hip-hop. And then there was ASAP Rocky, who's, like, the, the super famous one. ASAP Ferg is the next. And there's, like, I mean, there's a bunch of them. And then there's a bunch of affiliated people. And Playboy Cardi, from my understanding, was at one point like a protege of ASAP Rocky. And then they parted ways, I guess. Mm. I don't know. You know, who knows what happened, but it's basically like a hip hop's version of an art collective or like a DIY. It's very much like a DIY collective because, I mean, they would book their own shows and do their own fashion and they kind of did. They were as they say, very punk about it. That's like the new thing in, in hip hop, especially with people like Cardi who are like trying to do things all on their own. But 
everyone ignores that they have major label support. So right. it's kind of it's it's a it's the wires are getting crossed, but the like work aesthetic is still there, I guess if that makes sense. So do you think ASAP Yams got his name on Thanksgiving cuz he was like, "Mom, Yams, ASAP." <laughs> and he's like, "Shit, I'm going to be ASAP Yams." I fucking wish. <laughs> I wish. I know it's not that. I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. okay. But it's I know ASAP stands for something like always striving above perfection or something like that. Yeah, he came up with that on the fly because he didn't want to talk about the mom get me yams thing. Probably, but all good ideas come just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yams has passed on and Mm -hmm. now the ASAP mob does like a a yearly concert in New York City called Yams Fest with like underground people and DJs and all that stuff and uh, yeah, just kind of have some fun and do stuff to celebrate him. I am seriously the one guy who's going to show up at Yams Fest with a bag of marshmallows expecting something completely different. <laughs> hey, man, you'd, you'd probably be surprised. I'm sure there are, you know, you get your sweet potato fries, casserole, Ooh. pie, roasted sweet potatoes, maybe some Brussels sprouts to accompany them. Always, yeah, you have to. It's always strive and prosper. There it is, prosper. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to totally kill you there. No, I'm good. No, I'm glad somebody's Googling because I'm not. And I have two computers in front no, of me. No, that's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> it's my sole purpose. Um, I don't know, fucking, where do we go from the ASAP yams? I don't know. We talked We talked about the DJ stuff mostly. Yeah. What's Young Is there someone named after stovetop stuffing? Because it seems like that would be the next ASAP stovetop? Maybe that's gonna be my rap name, ASAP Stovetop. <laughs> They're just gonna call you Jiffy Pop for short. Yep. How did we get from stuffing to popcorn? Oh. Uh. I thought we were going stovetop stuffing, but we could do stovetop. It could be just stovetop Jiffy Pop. I didn't know they made stovetop. I don't know what stovetop stuffing is. What the fuck? Stovetop is the box brand of uh, turkey stuffing, chicken yeah. stuffing. Have you never so you, you make oh. on the side if you're if you're not able to make your own homemade stuffing, you can quickly microwave that in about twenty minutes with some plastic wrap on top. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It just adds some water, a little bit of butter, and that hot ass flavor packet. It's pretty good. It, it's good shit. Yeah. It is damn good shit. Why would I? Why would I need stuffing? Because stuffing is awesome. Yeah. Because you don't put you stuffing in a bird. All you can get this all year round. All year long. Yeah. Yeah. It, there is not a time where there ain't stovetop up in the Safeway or the the Meyer. I don't even know what grocery stores you have there. Here? Yeah, I'm sure uh, if you go to Walmart, they'll have it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Sun. I, we have the grocery store I go to is a Sun Fresh, and I, that's a pretty sure it's a Kansas City thing. Guaranteed. I'm, I th- I think I've been to a Sun Fresh once, but it's it's just like I mean it's like a fucking Kroger or a high. Oh it's yeah. All yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no, go. I um, I don't even know what aisle it would be in the stuffing aisle would it is it like with those uh it's probably other prepackaged. it's like the it's like hamburger food boxes hamburger helper but like that aisle yeah probably that probably. same aisle where you find the rice aroni and shit yeah. well shit all right uh, i could probably definitely find it at a convenience store oh, oh shit oh, so man yeah most oh, likely like, like, peep game flatten out some flatten you out could, some chicken and, you, and you get some buy- stovetop roll that chicken up with the stovetop <laughs> in it like a roulade 
and and bake that shit. Maybe uh, make a little casserole out of it. You can do some great stuff with that. Whoa, that stuff is can, fantastic. I'm, I'm trying to show him a picture of Stone Top here. Uh, you, so you, you you can get a 12 pack on Amazon if you need to. This is just people just eat this. It's just bread. dude. It's it's fucking good. It's it is super really good. good. I am not putting myself above having eaten a box of stovetop just I've straight out of the fucking microwave bowl after. Yep. Like just boom, that's it. Like oh, fuck yeah. Sweet carby goodness. I mm. damn. I don't know, dude. It's like two bucks a box too. Treat yourself. I uh, if I buy but spring for real butter. Yeah. Get yourself. From, don't margarine that shit. Don't fuck yourself up. I guys, I think we live different lives. I have <laughs> never bought margarine in my life. Never would. Uh, I my no, dad. I eat if I'm if I'm eating uh, bad stuff. I'm I'm getting a frozen pizza every time. Oof. I uh, ate a frozen pizza yesterday and shit my brains out. Hold on. I haven't eaten that's a frozen pizza in a long time. That's part of the essence. That's part of, <laughs> that's, part of, that's, that's that's that means mission of, accomplished. Exactly. I, I I classed it up by grilling it though. Did I get you style points shit. for that? How do you grill a pizza like on a hot stone? I thought no, man. I, I got a pellet smoker, so you just fucking turn her up to 300, 375 and I just set her on the grate. What were they cyanide pellets? What yeah, I, I, <laughs> boats. I live in the wild west, man. Um, where do you live? I. <laughs> where, what's, the, what's the the real name of the town I live in? Shyock. Do you live in? Do you live in a suburb of Chicago? No, 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 no. I live in Shyockton, a town of nine hundred people which is about okay. 15 miles outside of Appleton, Wisconsin, which is about 40 miles east of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's usually I get... I get Green, hold on. And Green Bay is close to where? Green Bay. Milwaukee is two hours south of Green Bay, and then yeah. Chicago is about an hour and a half south of Milwaukee. Right. I just needed the, the how far away from Milwaukee. Away. Yeah. So if you had the state of Wisconsin... Green Bay, Sheboygan, Madison, or excuse me, uh, Milwaukee, Madison, Appleton's right here. I'm right here. You like that? (laughs) Eau Claire's over here. This is Minneapolis. Okay. This is Canada. There's poutine. It's really crazy because Milwaukee looks a lot like Kansas. If you just. Yeah, you just turn your hand sideways. You got Kansas. So we turn. It has the bite out of the corner. Kansas. Or is it this way? I, I can't know. tell if I'm, I'm here or what. I'm not a geographer. We're in the state that's actually called the mitten. I don't know what you guys are doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Michigan does look more like a glove than Wisconsin. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, so I live in the middle of nowhere. So I have a pellet grill or a pellet smoker. And you just fill up this big ass thing with wood pellets. Right. And then it just feeds it in. and it. But then you have a smoky pizza. No, if you turn it up high enough, it's it's less smoky and it's more like a a, a woody grill flavor. Oh, so if you so do it's like it, pizza oven, if you get it hot enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you turn it on low, like there's a smoke setting, and you turn it on 200, you're gonna get more like smoke. Uh-huh. But you you, you can turn, turn it up it and off. grill it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't have a yard, so I couldn't. I can't take. I it. have ten acres. <laughs> Why? Um. Uh, what? We got a Just deal. Because? No, nah, my wife really wanted to, like I have one neighbor. Uh my wife. Yeah, she really wanted to live outside of town and I like having sex. As you should. Yeah. So and it really like it I No I one wants care. to hear that, so they wanted you outside of town too. Yeah. Yeah. I met my neighbor once. That was when we got two feet of snow and I had no other way to get out. 
Well, you're ten acres away from him, of course. Or I well, I'm I about five, so it's it's a big ten square, and he's like straight back. Okay, but we're oh. the only two people on the street. <clears throat> oh, but you do live on a street, not like a it's road. a gravel road. <laughs> okay. But it's I was like it's so like out this window, about a hundred feet is like a major county highway. Yeah, I see the I can I can see the lights. Yeah, I thought you lived like. We used to. We used to live like in the city of Appleton, like in a okay. neighborhood. And then we had a neighbor who was an alcoholic. And people who have people who listen to the show will remember Quentin. Um, but there was a lot of Saturday nights at midnight where we would hear pounding on a door and him screaming, "You fat cunt!" Oh boy. Yeah. So we were like, we. I don't like. I, I gotta get the fuck out of here. How long has this show been going on? Tell tell me. I um this is episode 149 holy so we'll be hit we'll hit four years in august what's that wow four years yeah we used to do religiously weekly and then as it went on like i'm like we need to take a little bit of a break so that i don't hate doing this sure so it's hard to watch i feel like it's probably hard to watch a movie a week um yeah especially in summer haven't seen yeah right well it's it's not the the haven't seen part so much it's the it's the assignment it's it's every week like i have to watch a specific movie yeah whether i'm interested in it or not most of the time i'm pretty interested in it because i love doing the show Mm -hmm. but it is prep work to then do a show and that's easier one of the other shows i do uh or or have done in the past at least it was like trying to come up with something new to talk about each week. It was, it was supposed to be not just a movie review thing. It was supposed to like find alternative stuff. And uh, that was far more challenging. Like we would do comic reviews, we would do show reviews, whatever. Right. um, And do a bunch of different categories in the program. Uh, But then we would actually talk about the stuff as opposed to taking 45 minutes to get to the movie. Mm. 56 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we used to do news, so we would start, we'd do like the first half of the show, so instead of just like random whatever the fuck, we would do news, and that got a little stressful just because it was like trying to keep it as new as possible. I feel I feel you. Yeah, but you seem to live in hip-hop news? Well, I live on Twitter, and okay. Twitter is, and so I, t- I think about it like this. I'll, I'll actually give you guys the, probably the main reason that I got more into hip-hop the older I got. It's just because hip hop became more pop music. It just became more and more in right. the, in the forefront. If you're uh, if you're interacting with you know pop super popular culture, like it's there. You're, yeah, you're face to face with it all the time. And I always liked it, so it was just like, oh, okay, I guess this is the interest of mine that's gonna take over. And I do I as a DJ I I DJ very frequently and it's always really fun to get people that only know me as a DJ to like come to a young bull show and I'm like here let me show you this other side of my life that actually occupied most of it Uh and this like the DJ existence kind of this version of my music journey is like super new and very different from what I've done before and it's really it's pretty fun to have people be like oh fuck I (laughs) I had no idea. Yeah, we. Oh, yeah. Um, I, so I I work in IT as did does Corey and um, a lot of my coworkers will come and see our shows and they're like yeah totally I would totally come and see your band play I'm like just so you know yeah. <laughs> it's I said just just stay till the end I said just I, you're not gonna like the singing I said just stay till the end and then I was like 
it's pretty different. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like my in-laws came and saw us play. Um, They left before we finished and never said a word about it. Now, oh fuck, that's hilarious. Yeah. How would now? How would you describe it to me? Like someone with knowledge, but maybe I don't know. I'm I'm out. I'm out of the game a little bit. Um, we get to, we get called a hardcore band a lot, but we're not. Okay. We're not like tough guy like Hatebreed hardcore. Um, more like uh, bless the martyr chariot style, Ooh, where it's like real that. chaotic and noisy, and uh, it's more drum driven than anything. Dude, I loved the chariot um we're on spotify if you want to check it out give it to me i'll do i i I added poison the well and all the other stuff drown the lifeguard yeah yeah oh wait you're telling me you're not even a lifeguard no (laughs) so you know how many people are like so you like a lifeguard i'm like no man i just clever why it is clever because you tricked me Oh, that's funny. I uh, our last band was the Sky and the Execution, and someone and I have the Yahoo email the Stein and the Execution. <laughs> it's super fucking long, but I'm like, I can't not do it. That's so long. <laughs> I know, so long. It's almost it's like almost worthless. All I use it for is fantasy football, which I'm bad at it. So, I well, I did okay in. Were you in the league with Brian and I with all of us this year? No. I want an invite next year so I can be bad in that league too. Hey, hey you got to talk to Brian, but I'm, I'm going to text really him right bad. now. I'm usually really, really bad, but uh, I got second place this year. I was real, I was real jazzed. Did you auto draft? No, but I'm oh. going to next year in this, in the other league I am because I always lose the other league, but the auto draft always like comes in third place. My wife auto drafted and won. Like, Oh, I'm going to, won yeah, yeah, thing? she she won the championship in our league. Um, That's tight. Do you do you like doing a shit ton of fantasy football? No, uh, uh-uh. I oh. don't. I'm real bad at paying attention. I don't like right. learning because I'm I, someone's gonna drop out of our league. I need to fill it with someone. I figure I might as well fill it before the football season's even over, right? Well, I'll th- uh, think about it this way: uh, How serious do I need to be? Zero percent. There's no money involved, and the name of the league is multiple scorgasms. Oh, if there's no money, then hell yeah, I'm down. Okay, yeah, it's I'll just play, for fun. I'll play, I'll play in a fuck ton of leagues. And yeah, I'll, we auto-drive. we do a spreads league with all. It's just the five guys in our band. Everyone puts in a hundred bucks, and it's the entire season. And I am so far out of for fourth place. Like I'm out of fourth place by like seven points, and I'm like, I just need everyone to stop picking. That's the only way I can win. So wait, hold on. What's a spread league? So like, you do it on paper. It was well. We do it all by email, but so the the Bears game because that's what we talked about when you showed up. The Bears were minus six to um, the Eagles. So the Bears, if you chose the Bears to cover the spread, they had to beat the Eagles by more than six points. So you basically take the final score, whoever oh. you picked, and then plus or subtract six. And if they, yeah, it's gambling. But oh fuck yeah, it's gambling. And it's but like literally, it's how like gambling lines are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got so it's a lot more involved than just being like, I think these this team's gonna win. It's because like the Patriots are like always minus thirteen, minus fourteen. I think there was a Chiefs game where they were like minus sixteen, and I'm like, well, wow, are the fuck Chiefs gonna really win by sixteen? I'm pretty sure they did, but uh, yeah, this year Kermit uh, the Frog for a quarterback. <laughs> hey, hey guys, I would li- I'm gonna pass the football to you. Okay. 
Giselle. I'm trying not to fucking rocket water all over my keyboard. I'm picturing a really skinny Miss Piggy because they let all the air out of her, but oh, whatever. <laughs> just, just. Tommy! <laughs> I, can't do, I can't do the piggy voice as well. Kermy! <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, this is pretty slick, though. I've never done anything like this. It's easy. And, like, so Corey used to be in California and I was in Michigan. So it got hairy, like, when we would have someone on the, the East Coast on. So it was like we're spanning three time zones. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon for him and shit. And yeah. What? Yeah, so um, we but have. Now, Corey lives in Michigan. You yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we have a frequent guest who's out in Brooklyn, and like I blew his mind when I explained to him because he did a Simpsons podcast with a buddy of his, and they were always in the same room. So I'm like, well, we don't like. I just record all the audio like it comes through my computer. It's all good. We stream to YouTube. <clears throat> it's not a big deal, and he just fucking blew his mind. Yeah, we hadn't even met for the first couple of years of doing the show. Yeah, I was out in San Francisco for work. Um, year and a half ago, and that was the first time I actually met Corey. Well, how'd you guys meet then? So, the Galactic Network. Going back. Hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta go get more whiskey. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You said Galactic. Yeah, Got there's, there, there, yeah, there, 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 there's a whole backstory, dude. Go get whiskey. All, all right, hold on. All right. <laughs> Well, I would have felt bad if we didn't at least mention a fast food place. So at least we got the McDonald's coffee plug in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you see oh, the, uh, that? My, my damn headphones are falling. <laughs> uh, did, we talked about the Arbonator, right? I still haven't eaten it. All right. So the Galactic Federation. <laughs> okay. 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 So <clears throat> I'm from Sheboygan. When I lived in Sheboygan towards right before I moved, um, I worked at a country radio station. And the country station also had a rock station. The program director of the rock station moved to Canada to marry someone. Just follow me. Okay. Dave wanted to start podcasting after he moved, so he asked me if I'd be interested. And it was shortly after I moved up to Appleton, so it's like I didn't really know anyone, so I was like, fuck it, why not? Like, I was still in school working part-time. I had a bunch of free time. Mm -hmm. So we did the What If podcast, which was like, hey, what if you won the lottery or what if the world ended tomorrow? Like, how would you handle it? Sure. From there, uh, he asked me to be on, it was Newbie and the Geek, which then turned into the Sci-Fi Film School, where he would make me watch a sci-fi movie. We would talk about it, and then he would quiz me. From there, I was on um, the Sci-Fi Geek Club, I think it was. Sci-Fi Geeks Club. Yeah. Yes. And I, it was like, I don't, I'm not a big sci-fi fan. So I was like, I was there because Dave and Brad who now Brad and Anessa are married and they are the heads of the Galactic Network. Um, but I was there because they liked me and they liked hanging out. Right. And um, Corey just kept saying like, hey, Matt should do a horror movie podcast because he really likes horror movies and I'm, I could be his guest, his co-host. <laughs> and so, four years later, here we are. So the Galactic Network is a podcast network. Yeah. Got it. I oh, thought that yeah. was like maybe... Just like a sick name you had for the forum or, no, or whatever. No, 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 no. I don't know. No, we like to call our fans potheads. <laughs> and it's not even on purpose. Damn, come on. Just man. worked out that way. Come on, man. Um <laughs> Uh but yeah, so the Galactic Network is just the 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 network of podcasts that we're on and we're the only like not sci fi podcast. Yeah, it's like so it's all it's like all sci fi I except I'm us. Gonna, I'm gonna check this out because Yeah, yeah. This like I, Alien Invasion is on like episode three hundred and seventy or something stupid. 
Wowee. I don't know. I, as I told you when you asked me to do this, not much of a horror movie guy. Don't really like being spooked. Yeah, the, you're not the only person that's not like a big horror movie fan that we've had on, and it's, it's not about like we did Mr. Boogity, which was a Nickelodeon special. Disney. Yeah, oh, di- yeah, Disney. a Disney special from like the '80s. That sounds mad. That sounds mad spooky though. That '80s. <laughs> that '80s shit. Mm. Oh, dude, it was so cheesy. I don't remember you, it, but are it, you afraid of the dark to ruin my? Dude, night. it's coming back. I know. Yeah, it's oh, so exciting to ruin my I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, just, but you can look forward to all that playing after it, and you'll be fine. So this is all. only if Amanda Bynes is the only returning cast member. And she's apparently doing better, <laughs> so maybe she'll come back. Although I can't imagine that Keenan's not going to show up because Keenan shows up for anything that they'll pay him five bucks for. Respect. Got to get yeah. that bag. I get it. Oh. <laughs> I get it. always happy to have him. God yeah. damn right. Keenan Thompson is natural treasure. He's the man. Um, Kel, no, 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 Kel, but it's like Keenan. Wow, I did really like Good Burger. <laughs> oh wait, that's a different color. Switched her up. Uh, Stone, Enter Light, the Metallica Pilsner. Oh wow, it was in the back of the fridge, a, running low. I had a uh, a Def Leppard Pale Ale from Elysian. I I, I could see you developing lesions from drinking a Def Leppard Pale Ale. I didn't know Def Leppard had beer. I know that Iron Maiden made beer. Fucking Deftones are making beer now. Whitechapel made a beer. Wait, hold on, hold on. The Def Leppard, you can only drink it with your left arm, right? Oh, no. <laughs> or your feet. Hell yeah. Uh, fuck you. Oh, you got to drink. You could drink it with your feet for sure. That's true. Beatmaster, sorry. So Beatmaster's in our chat. He pointed out that the Elsners aren't really that sci-fi-y, which is true. I forgot about the Elsners. Because you guys is put out an episode great? once every six and a half months. Wait, is there a chat that I can look at? Uh, the YouTube. If you go to the YouTube stream, there's a chat on the left. It's really just Beatmaster and I. Because no What's one likes that? us. Yo, what the fuck is up, Beatmaster? What the fuck is up, Denny's? <laughs> Beatmaster's in a different country. And we love him. It's like 4 a.m. for him. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little Very upset tight. Growly's not here. He always rolls in from... Uh, uh, Indonesia? Thailand? Growly? Yeah, the Growly Bear. That's his name. Yeah, hey, Crowley is here. Woohoo. <laughs> Welcome to live chat. Hello, Growly Bear. Still never remember what country you're from. And I know that it is almost 10 a.m. there. Damn. 10 a.m. Monday morning. He's living in the future. That's really cool. Hello, guys. Yeah, so Matt and I, uh, when we started doing this show, we were the first show on the network to have the explicit, explicit tag. Take. And, and it was it was yeah, kind of like really I, we were talking about it ahead of time and i said now we have to kind of clear this with dave because dave's worked very hard to cultivate uh this this culture mm-hmm. on this network and i was right growly at singapore uh oh, fuck and and i'm like he's gonna let us swear right because i don't know that we that you and i personally can do a show where we don't swear boobs fart damn and, and then Dave's the one who would always accidentally swear on his show and have to yeah. beat himself out later on. Uh, but well, but I, we were we were going for the record. <laughs> Beat says it's a whole network ended up being rated R. Uh, I should point out that Dave and I did Weird World Weekly too, which kind of was like the, the span between sci-fi and horror. It was all like paranormal or unexplained or like UFO sightings type shit. Uh, right. Beyonce conspiracy. Yeah, or- trying to get pictures taken off the internet that I masturbate to. Oh, the Hulk! The Hulk picture. Yeah, 
Hey man, I know I I'm picking up what you are putting down. Yeah, I totally let her Hulk squeeze my balls with her butt cheeks. Hell yeah, man. That's Beyonce. She's she's the closest thing we'll ever get to royalty. I would sniff her fart. <laughs> that I don't know, because I just don't think it would I don't think it would smell any different than mine. <laughs> <laughs> smell like day old Chinese food. I was gonna say your fart smells like Jay Z. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Yeah, I wish <sighs> my fart would be richer. That's for sure. That's true. What do you think Jay Z smells like? Uh cologne, like really yeah. nice cologne, and probably really and good soaps. Natural yeah. soaps. Yeah, like he. Oh, dude, smells like hemp. Like oh, hemp. Yeah, he's he's not Lenny Kravitz. He's not one of those people who got super rich and says, "Well, fuck it, I'm still not going to shower." Jay Z is quality. All mm-hmm. right. <laughs> yeah, Jay Z is quality, but I bet Lenny Kravitz. Actually, my personal friend, Leonard Kravitz, he definitely smells like patchouli. He smells like day-old garbage that's been sitting no. in the sun. He, he smells, smells like, like someone else's patchouli that he's just been smoking it with him so long. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Okay. There, there's um a girl he's that... He probably still smells like Lisa Bonet is <laughs> really... There's a girl at our work who smells like patchouli, and I can always smell her coming. And... Uh, dude, and they will let you have a coffee that. maker and some patchouli smoking. Yep. Like, yep. She's masturbating at her desk. <laughs> just, like, oh, that's got to plug into your USB port. Wait a minute. <sighs> Hold on. Corey, I think you misunderstood. Smell sm- coming? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think patchouli smells offensive. That's. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, I agree. Yeah. Like, do you, we have soaps. We live in the 21st century. It's just amazing that she's masturbating at work. That is really strange. Yeah. You've never I done that? Uh, not in a not in a while. I work. Matt's well, an IT. He's got a room that only six people have access to. Matt yeah. has definitely masturbated at work. Yep. For sure, for sure. Yep. I, to be fair, usually when I'm at work, I'm in front of people. That's a good so point. it's limited. I'm not saying I've never done it. It's just, just don't make eye contact. Right. Or do it directly in the HR office so that she can't call you in afterwards. That's a good point. Like, hey, I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna make this easier on both of us. Just whip your dick out, <laughs> start going to town. Maybe don't. Do I have to fill out a report or can you remember? So, do you still work for uh, Firestone? Uh, currently, no. I'm in the process of trying to transition to full time work. Fair enough. Because the position I had with them was only part time. Did you get sick ass beers? Uh, not like for free or anything, but I mean, well, I guess technically I could get like reimbursed if I hadn't had the beer before, and I would lie a lot. So, fair enough. I, I mean, I always wondered how that works. Like I, I made some friends at a brewery out in Fargo and they've been super nice and sending me their beers. Well, so it depends. I, if I lived in California, like if I lived and worked at the brewery, that'd be different. Like you get all, if you work at the brewery, like if people who work at Boulevard and mothers and all the breweries around here that I know. Yeah. They get, fuck. I was going to, I have a bottle of barrel aged milk. I was in a drink. I feel like I really should have James sent it to me. I, you know, Mm. Where's first brewery in California? Uh, Paso Robles. Mm. Yeah, mm. up there, up there in wine country. Yes, Paso. yeah. I lived in the wine country. I, I used to drive past. What is the what is the fucking local beer in Petaluma, Matt? <laughs> they bought they got bought out by Budweiser a couple years ago. <laughs> God, fuck, I can't. I'm remember. just gonna Google it. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. In what part of California is that? Uh, well, I lived in Roner Park, so Sonoma oh, County. Lagunitas. Yeah. Lagunitas, yeah. 
They so got I, by, I, oh, they got bought by Heineken, not Budweiser. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Because I give a fuck about beer is the problem. Yeah, Corey doesn't drink, so he's got no oh, okay. horse in this game. No, they were the only... Lagunitas was the only American beer I saw. I got to go to Europe this year on vacation, just because. And it was the only American beer I ever saw. It was usually Lagunitas 12th of Never, the, the like pale ale. Yeah. I don't know why. Huh. I mean, sure, Bud Light. That was pretty, or not Bud Light, Bud Weiser, but that was pretty much it. I uh, We have some friends who live in Sheffield, which is North uh, UK, mm-hmm. and they always make fun of our beer, and they're like, oh, you guys drink, yeah, they're like, you drink weak beer, and I'm like, let me. No, oh, no, that's wrong. Also, tell them that they're, that they are not only wrong, but like so wrong. Not even, oh, I'm not even talking. This is, so the, the, the Bourbon County, 15%. Yeah. Oh, I'm not even talking barrel-aged beers. I'm not talking any of that. But even... I'm saying, going through London, like, being in England yeah. was cool. Like, London is cool. But the biggest issue I had was, one, everything's dumb expensive. Yeah. Including the beer. And the beer is fucking weak as shit. Is it? Like, finding a beer over 6% is, like, impossible. Have you ever been to Utah? No. So they have like limits. The beer can't be over three five, I think. Three two. Three two, yeah, yeah. So my wife like goes, she used to have to go there for work. And uh she drinks Coors Lights. Doesn't party hard. Um and yeah. she said she drank like a twelve pack and barely got drunk. No, you can't three two beer is the same beer that you currently buy in grocery stores in Kansas, yeah. but that's changing in April. And then they can sell beer up to 6%. You saw KC Light out there? No. Damn it. That shit was good. <laughs> I mean, we have like, you can buy like the Costco Light beer. Oh, Kirkland's Light. Kirkland Light, yeah. yeah. You can buy that all day. Next time I come down, I should send James some cool light. KU with uh, umlauts on the U. What? Used to be, it used to be Beer 30. And the logo is just clocks, and every no, time yeah. was thirty. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool light. I, I oh, it that beer is not good. No, it's not at all. But it was. It's like two fifty for a six pack. No, that beer is real bad. It's oh not no, good at all. Are you fourteen? Because that's exactly how our thought of process was when we were fourteen. It's like, well, yeah, it's it's shit beer, but we can get our hands on it really easy, and it's well, cheap yeah. as fuck. Yeah, that's why I still drink hams. Um, dude, I had a Keystone Light not that long ago. Kind of forgot how refreshing that is. It's not bad, man. It's just I'm water. You. Talking about, if we're talking shit beer, I'm a Somalia. I'm a I've never, Oh, I'm yeah, a I've never had a shit beer. We have, um, in our basement, we have a Coors Light refresherator. It's just like a fucking stand up fridge with a big button on it, and it only fits Coors Light. And some sexy computer lady says shit when you slap her. What? I shit you not, man. I'll, I, I should. This, this is the stuff that gets. This is what I would get if I lived in like Gardner. Yeah. If it makes you feel better, there's a young bull sticker on it. <laughs> it does. Yeah. That, first of all, it does make me feel better. I'll send you a video later. So they someone created a machine where you slap a woman to get a beer. Well you So we're just creating abusive. There's a big drunks. button. There's a big button on it and you hit the button and she's like, Ooh, your hands are so warm and then it shoots out of course like Oh God why is, damn. Why is the beer lady so horny? I have no idea, but it was a hundred bucks on Craigslist. That's so much more money than it's worth. Oh my god, dude! So to get these things, you had to go to a bar, you had to drink Coors Light, and enter a drawing. Okay. The cheapest I found it was a hundred bucks, and you cannot get a mini fridge for less than a hundred dollars. 
Okay. All right. Then that's fine. So it's and, it's not right now in Japan. They're paying eight billion to build a robot that does that exact same thing. That is just some hot talking babe voice that tells you you're okay <laughs> for drinking. <laughs> Isn't that the wrong. purpose of having children? You spend $8 billion to have someone get you a beer? Oh, I thought oh. so you could beat them. Oh, you could, I mean, you could beat your children, too. It's not my... I mean, everything everything about having children is both for free slavery and a mistake. It's like... Yeah, I'm not... You went, uh-oh. No, no. Real, the anger is just amplified real. by the regret. <laughs> oh, shit. Not only am I mad that I'm spending all this money on you, but I don't even... I'm not even glad that I had you. Yeah. It's like, Yikes. this is absolutely oh. your fault. Your fault and, and Trojan brand light. It just, no, fuck you. Oh, I've had that beer. Yeah, Trojan light. Yeah, absolutely. Trojan light? I really hope that's a real beer. It's not, but I wish it was. I don't know. I was just in Pittsburgh for a bachelor party, and their awesome. local beer there is cool. Iron City. I like it. Is there, Are you lying? I can't tell. No, I actually liked it. Okay. I actually liked all of the local beer. Like, Yingling, I still don't really like. But it I tastes like good. fucking dick. It tastes like skunked no mm -hmm. matter what. In a can, it tasted skunked. So I had it in a bottle, and I thought it was absolutely horrendous. And a lady had, like begged me for the final bottle at 7.45 a.m. one time. So we can extrapolate yeah. from the statement that Matt has been eating skunked dick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we we, we, refer ying, we refer to Yingling as young boy. Don't ask why. Is it no. boy with an I? You're sure, young boy. <laughs> but young boy Cardi, yeah, yeah, young boy Cardi. I was standing in uh, an elevator with a six pack, and there was just one bottle. And the, this lady gets in, and she just goes, "Y'all got that Yingling?" I'm like, "Yeah." Do you want it? She goes, "Hell yeah!" It's like seven forty-five on a on a Sunday. I'm like, Dey. "Here you and go." And then you slapped her, right? Because that's what made her okay. Yep, I treated her like a woman. I respect. Oh the people who love yingling because usually it's regional or they're just committed and either way it's good but Dude. no the other the other pittsburgh beers were great duquesne awesome iron city and duquesne iron sounds city. like a bond villain not a beer <laughs> it's, got, it's got a fa it's got a fancy man uh like posing upon it now i think about it all bond villains should be names of beers yes heineken welcome yeah. See, <laughs> or wait, hold on. That was the bond is sounding different in my. In my <laughs> That's okay. We don't know who they're going to choose next. It's probably. I never would have guessed does. that that is how you say Duquesne. 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 You ain't wrong. No, the guy looks classy as fuck. That's what I'm saying. And it, the beer tastes great. I'm going to have to try and get some. But the best thing that they had. What did I get to? I can't even remember because I was so excited we drank it the first night we were there. One of the guys found a 12-pack of... It was like an all-yellow can, and I think it might have been... It's not MGD. Yeah, MGD's Golden uh, cool related. Black. That's not Banquet. Oh. oh. Yeah, I don't know. Gold beer can. Damn, we have football, football beef in the chat? <laughs> Erica to be fair, is, it's, uh, it's Erica, and Erica yeah. always has beef with Matt, and Erica always wins. So it's 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 low hanging fruit well, for her. You but. know what? Most days, I'm pretty certain that Erica's husband likes me more than he likes her. So I got that going for me. What's up? Well, Erica? that's from an, a place of dominance. Is Erica the person I did the BTK stuff? With? Yes, it is. Sick. 
<laughs> Bush lights hope it. I didn't, hope I didn't blow up your whole spot. Uh, <laughs> no. Nah. Okay. Um, I don't. Yeep. Oh, no. That's. Wait, wait, wait. Yebisu? No, that's Japanese. There's a gold Bud Light can, MGD. It's gold, boiler gold, hop gold beer. Gold. I, guess I, I guess I have a computer. I can look it up. Uh, but the, like, yeah, if all you know is that it's a gold can, then I don't think it's going to help you out. Miller High Life, that's a gold can, but that's a sick yeah. ass beer. Yeah, it's not. It's not High Life. Uh, extra gold uh, lager? Is that what it is? Extra gold. Maybe. Lager. Please. Please. Coors Extra Gold. That sounds right. Is it Coors? Oh, yeah, it is Coors Extra Gold. Yes. Holy it shit. It is exactly Coors Extra Gold. And let me tell you, that's the best. Is it really? Hands down. Light, like, bullshit beer I've ever had. Where? I've never seen it. Do you know why it's the best? Because it's extra. <laughs> I need to... Oh, boy. I like Stroh's Basic myself, but... <laughs> Yeah, All right. Don't want anything extra. So here I am trying to figure out where I can get some Coors Extra Gold, and the beer schlong costume shows up in Google. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> wow, we order. Uh, I don't think they have it in my size. <laughs> <laughs> Minuscule. Minuscule. Yeah. They don't have smalls. Well, I need I need an extra large short with an extra small cock. How did they make it? <laughs> Holy shit! You can get Coors Extra Gold thirty pack fourteen ninety eight. Liquor Mart in Boulder, Colorado. Add it to the cart. You think they'll ship it to me? Oof! Oh no. Let's see here. Available for delivery and in store pickup only. Product cannot be shipped due to risk of freezing November to March. God damn it. You gotta wait. You gotta savor it. I gotta set a reminder to uh, purchase Coors Extra Gold in April. <laughs> Just hey Siri, come on down. And, oh, hold on, my Siri turned off. Yep, yep. See, and you gotta be careful about that. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, she didn't talk. Damn. Well, Erica right. said, "I know what you're gonna get for your birthday now. Can you get Coors Extra Gold? Because if so, do it. I want it." You're in the same like longitude as me. It should be there. It should exist. Does can you get it by you? Yeah. Oh, That's never... where I had first had it. Oh. To be fair, I mean it is it's liquor store by liquor store. It yeah. was like a throwback to when we were all in college and we were like fair enough. Oh fuck. And the seven of us just housed like three. Yeah, it's years. like that crystal Pepsi I drank a couple weeks ago. <sighs> and you went, oh fuck. And then drank yeah. a crystal Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> I did the same thing with Surge and then thought my heart was gonna stop. <laughs> oh fuck. My nineties beer was Budweiser Ice. Ooh, Bud <sighs> Ice, fuck. Bud dry a little bit, but Bud Ice was was more prominent. It seemed like more of the people at the parties I went to like Bud Ice. And then one night I mixed Bud Dry and Bud Ice so I could have Bud Dry Ice. And then you had Bud Diarrhea? Well, yeah. No, his his lips burnt off. My system <laughs> could handle that back then. I was young and proud and didn't have anything left in life to look forward to. Did y'all ever drink Steel Reserve? Fuck yeah. You ever drink Old old English? Oh, yeah. Um, what are some 40, other... Hold on. 40s. Yeah. That's- my first underage drinking experience was with a 40 of Mickey's and a bunch of soft tacos from Taco Bell. 
Uh, that's much better than mine. Mine was uh, Everclear and oh. Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> and then you threw up everywhere and it looked like you were bleeding. No, I did. I did good. I was a good boy. <laughs> I took it was initiation in the crew. You had to take a shot of Everclear. That was the first drink you had to take. That's it. I, Just a shot. And I did it right. So then I was like, ha I can do another. And then I did it wrong. And I went, ah, and then I made the drink. That's awesome. Uh, Growly, yes, we are talking about the best bad beers. Um, <clears throat> my, my, So my wife was in a sorority in college, and the fraternity that they would hang out with would have porn and wine night. And all of the new pledges would have to drink like a big fucking jug of bad wine. And what if you... Carla, the Carla Rossi? Yes. And if you threw up, they made you clean it up yourself. How does that relate to the porn, or is that also stuff? That's just you just sat and watched pornography while drinking. So it's like that bar in Santa Rosa I went to a couple years ago. I I saw the guy who was wearing a Matt Vincent uh, shirt or hat. Yeah, and then uh, you'd have to you'd have to blow into your jug of wine, like Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Cameron, I went to a bar that actually is in a spot that was the first place I worked when I went into California. When I moved there, it was a comic store in that spot. And then years later, I went there for uh, one of my friend's birthdays. Uh, and it was turned into a bar. It had a van in there, and it had booths that were waterbeds with fur blankets on them. And then everything that was on the displays and stuff around there, including there were like Playboy and uh, actually Penthouse centerfolds taped up everywhere and then on all the tvs was old 80s porn intermixed with like 80s tv news stories or maybe 1979 because it was about the election of carter versus reagan i remember seeing a lot of that but it would like play a few minutes of that and then all of a sudden switch to hardcore like sideburns on your dick pornography (laughs) and then back to and carter today said this about reagan and it was just such a weird experience um because i'm like i used to work here and then I ran into a guy wearing the T-shirt of uh, what was our sponsor at this podcast at this time. So then I have to tell myself in my head, it's okay to go and approach this strange man at a pornography bar right? and say, hey, I know the dude whose shirt you're wearing. That's my sponsor. What's up? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure Matt and Beach would have been fine with that. No, they absolutely would have. I text. So I ran into on uh, the first Dark Lord that James and I went to. I saw a guy wearing a hat, a hate hat, and I went up to him. I was like, hey, man, I'm like, Dude, Matt's a buddy of mine. And he was just like, oh, yeah, for sure. And I text Matt. I'm like, this guy does not believe that we're friends. And Matt just proceeded right. to laugh at me. <laughs> no, that, I think that's the same thing. Some, I walk up to him and I'm like, oh, yeah, Matt Vincent, he sponsors my show. Yeah. And he looks at me. He's like, there's no way Matt Vincent knows who yeah. the fuck you are, you fat motherfucker. I met him on a random street once, so suck yeah. my ass. Who? I don't know. Okay, so um, are you familiar with the Highland Games? like the Scottish games where they would flip um, telephone poles and wear kilts and throw shit. And Oh, like the historical shit? Yeah. Yeah. So they still do it. So Matt uh, won the 2014 and 2015 World Championships and then started a clothing company called Hate. H-V-I-I-I. H? H-V. So like H and then the Roman numeral it's 8. The Hate. So yeah, T-H-E-H-V-I-I-I dot com. Yeah. <laughs> We no longer have a coupon. This people, is so difficult to fucking explain to people. Anyways, so I was uh, w- like in their infancy, I, m- I messaged Matt and I was like, hey, do you want to be on our podcast? Because he has like a big leather face tattoo on his forearm. 
Oh, sick. Yeah, so he came on and, and they just kind of became friends. And then his business partner, Mike Beach, is like a lightweight champion. Um, lightweight what? Light, like the lightweight Highland Games. Okay. Matt's like a heavyweight, like the, the full-blown dude. And then sure. Beach is just a little guy. Um, but yeah, so every year I go to the Arnold Sports Classic in Ohio and Matt and Mike are always there. So that's kind of how, like, that's why I met Matt was just like randomly on a street in Columbus, Ohio. Hmm. And just went from there. Damn. Here we Ohio's are. Ohio's a magical place, though. I have I have a, a big Twitter group chat I'm in with people who are all lovely. Had never met them. Still haven't met most of them in real life. Yeah. But uh, about half of them are from Ohio. So I have like Ohio's a, I mean, cool me. I, I like, um, we played at Peabody's in Cleveland. 14 years ago it's gone now mm-hmm. but uh the coolest thing is the entirety of chimera at the time was there watching us play just chilling yeah the, so their their original guitar player jason hagar was in a band at the time who was headlining that show so they came to see him play and they all came and caught our set not on purpose they just were there well, I, got, and then what? I got that and that's it i said hi to him they're super nice guys. I would I would always talk to them when they came to Wisconsin. Like they would play Milwaukee and then they would play literally in Combined Locks, which is a suburb of Babelton, and we would hit both shows because I lived in between the two. So we would always go to both shows so they knew who we were. Babelton? Appleton. Appleton. No, you said Babelton though. I'm I've been Drinkington. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, but then, but then the next time I went to Cleveland, uh, we were there on a Saturday night, and there was no one on the streets in the city. Like downtown on a Saturday dinner time, no one out. Did There's, you? And you, and it was like cool. You were like, yeah, this is good. It was strange. It was super weird. That's scary to me. Yeah. Scary. Like uh, the Cavs were playing. Uh was was let was the Bron James back? I believe so. All right, that makes sense. The Bron. So like people were in the bars watching the game, so they were sure. alive. It was just no one was outside walking around. It was because everyone was, was inside watching the game. Apparently, that's yeah. cool. That's like a, a cool reason. For sure, it was just very strange to walk around and just like it was like foggy. It was like dinner time, so it was just really strange. But I agree. It was a cool reason for no one to be on the streets. Spooky. Spooky. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> Buschetti. Buschetti. We should probably talk about this movie. Let's see how. I thought that, yeah, I thought that was going to be the transition. Uh, it is now. Uh, 93 minutes and we'll finally talk about the movie. Hey, that's not too bad. I don't know. How long for are this show? Talking? It's not. Yeah. As, as long like, as. How long are these podcasts? As long as they last. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, going back to Matt Vincent, I think the last time he was on, it was three hours and 45 minutes. Holy shit. This will not be that long because my bladder has been telling me when we stop lately. Poop-wise? No, you pee out of your bladder, buddy. So Usually I have a couple beers and then I have to pee so bad that I have to end the episode. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> not, yeah see erica pointed out said until man has to pee that's when the show ends um yeah it, it, it like I, I when we have a new guest i never know how long they're gonna go so if, if we knew it was gonna be a long one i would have started earlier and then sure. counteract well, for it i have to work in the morning and i need hey, at I have, least if I ever come back we'll figure it out absolutely if you I don't know when you come back we'll just start at like three in the afternoon 
it'll be a whole day. Exactly. We've been oh. so Matt has wanted to do the Twilight series. <gasps> oh fuck, yo. Exactly. And that's the thing is he's Bye. so fucking busy that I'm not 100% sure we'll be able to make it happen because that's like a day. My girlfriend loves the Twilight movies. I think I watched like three of them and I don't know what happened. In I've any seen of them. them all. I can. Oh, if y'all do it, I fucking call. <laughs> I, just, I, I know all the shit, oh, all no. the drama. It's, I'm a messy bitch and I live for it. And I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. Maybe I should do That's a Teen like, Mom podcast. Oh, messy bitch who lives for drama. Exactly. I love Teen Mom and 90 Day Fiance and shit. So you know who else does? Most people. Oh, exactly. Because I watch that and I'm like, you know what? My life's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now Teen Mom, they're all adults. Most of their lives aren't so fucked up. The ones that are that kick off the show. Well, now they're adults. Yeah, well, <laughs> I use the term adult loosely. That's fair. Yeah, they're in their early 20s. Mm. I don't know, man. Every time I see things like 16 and Pregnant, I think there's got to be some production guy who's over there going, you know what would really sell is 15 and Slutty. If we just get the prequel to this, and I, I just I, I feel worse about humanity knowing that that's actually a fact it was totally it's it's the classic uh internet goof video where the, <laughs> the the girl's like uh i'm addicted to dick and yeah. it's like the big jerry springer video so they changed 16 and pregnant to young and pregnant now wow so that you don't have to be tied down by the age of 16 to get so, pregnant and be on tv so do they have then younger people than 16 um let me look here Ugh. Do you, do you listen not. to do you listen to a lot of stand up at all? Uh, no, not especially. So Aziz Ansari has a a, a skit or a, a bit, I guess you could call it, about sixteen and pregnant, and uh, he just talks about like how having children ruins your life. Uh, Donald no. Glover does the same, and he's like, "I would rather I'm, have AIDS not, than a baby." Gonna, oh I just watched Donald Glover's Weirdo, yeah. where he's talking about that. He's like, "AIDS beats baby by this much." I would. <laughs> Nah, man. AIDS is way more expensive than a baby. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Maybe not anymore. I I'm know. comfortable not having either. Yeah, if I had to choose, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna take the hard stand and say, uh, how about neither? This is the, the we were. This is like the same argument that you have with people who are like, I'm anti-vaccination. You're like, well, would you rather have an autistic kid or a dead kid? No, that's. I mean, that's a really good point. I'd rather have an autistic kid. I, exactly. Autistic. At least you could roll Hands the down. dice that they're like cool, like Thomas the Tank Engine autistic. Yeah. Um, I just had a vasectomy before I got married, so I don't have to worry about having a autistic or. Tell me what the raw dog lifestyle is like, my G. I wish I could tell you. <laughs> Wait, you got a vasectomy? And you're not raw dogging? Nope. Yeah. It's Damn. easy cleanup. Um, I raw dog before I got Ooh. married, and I Damn. don't know Hold how on. I. I don't know how I don't have a child, which leads me to believe that I may have been shooting blanks my entire life. No, it's super hard to get pregnant. Don't don't let don't let the government tell you different. Oh no, it, it didn't it didn't stop me from like getting a vasectomy to ensure my insurance plan to not have children so that I can play video games until the day I die. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying, like, part of me there was there was a scare once when I was 19 and my girlfriend was 16. 
And her parents were like, hey, why does she all of a sudden want to go on birth control? I'm like, I don't know. It's not because I come inside of her every day. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I'm just. It's not. Okay. I need to amend what I said. It's not that hard. (laughs) It's just harder than it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't doubt that there are situations where I was like, whoops, I just inside of her and she got pregnant. But extenuating circumstances yeah i birth control ain't that hard i'm gonna wear a condom it's tight i love not having a kid i'm very broke help, <laughs> help. we help. just help yeah, on, on christmas eve we found a kitten out in our yard uh <laughs> and and so we 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 have a cat who's 12 uh my cat that was 20 passed away last year and uh, so we, we've talked about getting another cat, but it's one, my cat is very needy. Uh, we've had her, her practically her whole life, but we had her when we had my other cat, Dante. And so Dante was already grown up and getting to his like tired phase of life. Like he was pretty calm. Mm-hmm. Um, Gidget has always been relatively calm as long as it was just her and Dante. And as long as she could be on me whenever she wants, she just wants like, I just want daddy's lap. I'm fine. Sure. But this is a kitten who is really kitten-like. And my wife is now, maybe I don't want a puppy. You know, and I'm like, that's good. Because everything, because I've thought about, like, if she ever really gets on me about having a kid, I'm like, well, we'll get a puppy first. You don't have to deal with that shit for a while. And then Mm -hmm. that that clams that up. And now it's like the kitten has precursored everything else. And I feel great. Plus, I'm also 50. Uh, so I don't think that there's like a future yeah, for kids for us anyway. But it, plenty of time, dog. But I said we, my dad had a kid when when he was fifty. I uh, had my my littlest brother. But it it is funny because I've tried to say to her like, babe, I'm not saying we wouldn't be good parents, but we're really fucking selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not people who are going to enjoy giving up our personal freedoms because we already don't like to spend as much time with each other as we probably. I, I love my wife. I love my wife dearly and and i think the world of her and and she's my best friend and she's fantastic and i really like her more when she's in the other room watching her shit doing her thing and i get to have my time alone (laughs) or i'm up here podcasting for a couple hours talking bullshit on a sunday night oh you gotta have you gotta have your own thing my wife was gone for six days and somewhere in there my mom texts me she's like do you miss Alyssa yet i'm like sure right like i lost track of what day it was because I'm like, I'm going to wake up, play video games until I don't want to anymore. Yeah, Erin suddenly dropped on me the Friday before New Year's. She's like, yeah, I'm going to my friends out in Chicago or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, because she talked about doing it. And then she kind of hesitated on whether she was going to. So it was really up in the air. But Friday morning, she just woke up. She's like, yeah, I'm all ready to go. I'm going to get on the road. I'm like, okay, sure. And so she was gone and she came back New Year's Eve. And I'm like really you're driving back on new year's eve and she got back here after it already been dark for a couple hours so she really she can't see to drive in the dark uh but i didn't want to say you don't have to come home because it's like in my head it's really quiet here i've got the dishes caught up everything's just kind of okay the only thing was that we had just found this kitten and so I'm trying to split my time between my cat, who's not having this kitten shit at all, right? Mm-hmm. And this kitten who wants all of my attention too. And and so I'm like, eight hours with one, eight hours with the other, and just going back and forth trying to make this work. 
All I'm going to say is I replaced two toilets while she was gone. <laughs> that- Were you the reason why they yeah, needed to like, be replaced? What do you do to those toilets, dog? <laughs> she got a little messy. Listen, I needed to replace two toilets. No, dude, that does we if didn't. If you eat a frozen pizza, you don't need to eat another one. I get it. You're home alone. No, no, you you kill a hooker while having sex with her on uh, one toilet, and then you ruin the other toilet by trying to flush her down it. No, no, so no. So no. you can't cut him. You, you can't get him into small enough pieces. Just, yeah, absolutely. Not with the you, you need to have. You need to be on city sewage, Matt. You can't do it if you got a septic tank. It's, it's science, just not going to work. It doesn't have the suction. There's a two parter here. I didn't replace the toilets when we moved in, and they were not elongated bowls oh yeah elongate oh my god that an elongated toilet bowl yo i'm a renter and i always wondered why i did not like our toilet because it's just a standard bowl man you need that elongated bowl life because you got the drag you got the drag you got the dip and drag in the front if you don't have an elongated bowl you're like it shit hangs down a little too far and all of a sudden it's like why do i feel damp what Corey's, you, Corey's saying he's got a fat dong. Like I was going to ask how droopy his balls were. That is, his old man nuts are dripping into the water. Well, you kept sucking on him. It's going to do something. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. The movie. Yeah. This it's is a documentary. Um, a true, true to life. I think I think this movie. Here's my hot take. Yeah, this movie is the most accurate description of the New Zealand lifestyle that's ever been put on. <laughs> have you ever been to New Zealand? I have been to Australia, and I stopped. Our plane deplaned, and then I got on a connector in New Zealand, and it was immediately the most beautiful place I'd ever been in my life. So I've heard. Yet, and and also everyone is just. The the beast, the the beast. <laughs> I, I I really do believe that the whole reason this movie got made is because Jermaine Clement owned all of those outfits he wore in the first <laughs> place. And take what what he just is like, oh man, we should really do something with that, right? And, yeah. and just they went for it. Absolutely, I'm I'm with it. Take what like, listen, I need to. I'm I'm already. It's however many years this was made ago. He's like, I'm already in choices for Thor 3. Like, this is going to be my resume. And like, I want to make this. And it's like supernatural. And here we are. Even more accurate than Hunt for the Wilder People. But I don't know. That's damn. That's true. I've never even heard of Hunt for the Wilder People. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it yet. It's uh, just another. It's got. There's only seven New Zealand actors. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all in that movie, too. They're in this Yeah, they don't have movie. Brett. I was like, okay, so I, I see two guys from Flight of the Concords, but I don't see Brett. Where's Brett? He's not doing any music on this? What's going on? No, you can't have Brett in there because then it is for sure Flight. Then right. they'd have to brand it a different way. Plus, Brett's like doing the whole thing. He's like, all I do is Lord of the Rings movies. Like, oh, he's so- doing Muppets. Don't fuck it. Oh, that's oh damn, that's true. He did do the Muppet movie, right? Yeah, he he got. I think he got Oscars for his yeah. his music for the Muppets. Hell yeah, rock and roll. Yeah, acting in Green Taika Waititi is in Green Lantern. Beatmaster is just blowing my mind. Yeah, he's he's yeah, Beatmaster's on point. 
I had no idea. I had no idea that Taika Waititi was in Green Lantern. We're talking about like the I'm assuming the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. The there is Green no Lantern. other Green Lantern in my world. Yeah, the only one I believe it. <laughs> I I didn't hate that movie. The Green Lantern. I don't hate the movie. I think there's actively movies from uh, Warner Brothers in particular of their superhero stuff that are are worth hating. Yeah. But that one is not it. The problem with Green Lantern is that it just it fucked the ending so hard. There was no real conflict for a villain. They spent so much time establishing the Green Lantern stuff that the last second they're like, well, throw in a smoke monster. It worked for Lost. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did it work for Lost, though? That's a show I never got into. It did in the first I season until show. we realized that they had no plan out for the smoke monster. 42, 75. Yeah, like, open the hatch. What happens when you open the hatch? Who gives a fuck? They'll get other writers in for that. We're going to move along to the next ABC thing. Who do you think I am? Shonda Rhimes? I'm not going to be on this for 10 years. Oh, no. No, fuck you. You guys remember Heroes Season 1? Oh, God. Heroes Season 1, which was everything until that last episode shit the bed of the first season. And then it was like, how much can we fuck this up just going forward? And then bring back a reunion (sighs) season a few years later. And why? Why do we do this? Because we hate everybody. We hate everything about television. And we just want to fuck you. We we just want you to eat nine dicks out of a prolapsed asshole and call it a show. Because that's what this was. Just let him go, both. Just give, you, him, give him like five minutes, and he'll get it out of his system. Oh man! Hey man, I'm, I'm this is what it side. takes for me to I poop. Agree. I'm on his side. I agree. That shit was the most disappointing thing. One of the most disappointing things I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah, like I, watching season one and being like, "This is great," and then, yeah, it's I don't know. I, I would like, I would it, chew on Han- Hayden Panettiere's butt. <laughs> I feel like she would not be cool with that. She seems grumpy. <laughs> she seems grumpy. Save the cheerleader, eat her butt. That's how it goes. It's save the cheerleader, save the world. Oh, I like to save the cheerleader, eat her butt. I don't mind. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. curious what she's up to these days. Anyway, we were talking. She's about, on that country we music show with uh, Chip Estes from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, she's on Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. God, that is the I don't like her anymore. Anyway. Holy shit. Yeah, he changed his name. He doesn't go by Chip on that show. He he doesn't he, he has to dress it up and, and call himself Charles Estes or whatever because he doesn't want people to recognize the persona like, yeah. hey, notice how I fake sang and joked along with Wayne Brady for, for ten years on, on ABC? We Fuck know. that now. I'm I'm taken seriously. No. I mean I do take him seriously. No, he's great. But I know his I know it's Chip. Chip. But he was also Carl Hardy Sr. in the Hardy's commercials, the, the Carl's Jr.'s commercials. He was playing. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's like, mm, that's it. All, all those dudes get work, and they should because they yeah. are. Well, like Wayne Brady, I, I can always can, I can always tie things back to the. I, we were talking about uh, freestyle stuff on my podcast recently. We were talking about specifically Sway's Five Fingers of Death, where the beat switches five times and the rapper has to keep going. Huh. Wayne Brady has probably the top three, one of the top three Five Fingers of Death. Really? Yes, because Wayne Brady hmm. not only is maybe one of the best improvisers yeah. in the world, or at least in the United States, but he is a, he's got, I mean, he's did all the singing too, so he hates musicals, so he has that, 
he I mean, it's 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 really impressive. But you're also like, well, I'd be mad if the who's line guy sucked. So it makes oh, it's sense. a really good point. He's he's clearly good at thinking on his feet and he's musical. So yeah. that's literally what it takes to be really good at freestyling. I figure Wayne Brady is the inspiration for Sorry to Bother You. I figure he's a guy who was super talented, who who just couldn't get that door open into the the hip-hop and, and rap world and made himself as palatable to white people as possible and sprung through every fucking door in that. And now he hosts Let's Make a Deal every day with one of the throws from Who's Line and right. fucking... And brings people checks for five thousand dollars a week for life. Thank you, Publishers Clearinghouse. Please come to my door. Hell yeah! It's, it it kind of makes sense too because he he did. He's so he again. He's aware of it. Yeah. Because yeah. on the Chappelle show, he's making his own. He's making the jokes on his own accord. You know, Wayne. Bra- he's in real life in the Chappelle universe. This hard dude, and he's like, I'm doing. He's doing that. It's. Well, Alfonso Rivera isn't Carlton, but is glad to take every Carlton check, including suing the people from Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I bought my dance. <laughs> yeah, no, they deserve they deserve to get sued. Oh, I they have, do. I have beef with Fortnite. Oh, yeah, not on Carlton's account. On two Millie's account, the Millie Rock. Yeah, and the shoot dance, Black Boy JB. They need the money. Carlton has money. Carlton, yeah. But, but he still two, deserves these it. Two, these two, yeah, absolutely. They all do. Anybody, the fucking Turk from Scrubs deserves it. Yeah, he does. Donald Faison, yes. Unless NBC is that, I think that's what Scrubs is on. If NBC yep. is like, no, that's RIP, then no, nah, they don't get the money. I think it should go to the person who did the dance. Yeah. Donald Faison, uh, I don't like Backpack Kid. I, I don't remember if Donald Faison might have actually done that same dance in Clueless. It's the it's it's a dance from something I think. Yeah, I want to, but I feel like he might have been doing that years before. Like either not necessarily in the Clueless movie, but maybe in the Clueless TV series. Of like full braces. Yeah. I don't. Is that it? Yeah. Like, kind of like that. I'm on TikTok a lot, so I see the Fortnite dance. It, yeah. No shit. Y'all, do you guys, do you guys uh, partake in TikTok? No, I was just gonna ask you what it is, but I don't know if I want to get into that. No, no, no. Oh no, it's not that. It's not that long. So, do you remember Vine? Yeah. So Vine, six second videos. Yep. Whatever. An app came out when Saw, Vine dude. was still out. Assad. Assad, dude. Assad. <laughs> uh, an app came out in competition with Vine called Musically. Musically. Yep. And it was like, here I am, and I'm lip syncing to songs, but you know, whatever the actual song is. Uh, that app now has evolved into TikTok, which is still you can lip sync to things, but also you can record your own audio and it's short videos to long videos. So it's kind of like, here's that whole medium of content. Yeah, if you're doing an audio clip, it's 15 seconds, but if you're doing your own shit, you can just upload however long you want, pretty much. Huh. You can do live videos, you can do all kinds. Like this could have been, like I could be streaming on TikTok right now. I'm not. And I feel like I should be, but it's too late (laughs) because we're the absolute crossover audience for TikTok people. You'd be surprised. I know for a fact there are a lot of people like me because I love to go on there and look at how it's the same thing I loved about Vine because I'm 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 like not the demo. I'm right. None of us are the demo. We're too old. So it's like I love to see like what are what are the memes? 
are they funny? Like, what are these kids doing? Because that's the kind of the future of the, the culture that I so much love, which is this like internet pop meme, whatever culture you want to call it. And some of it's really funny. Some of it's really weird. But the best part about TikTok is the algorithm doesn't give a shit in regards to like, oh, this person could have 500,000 likes, but then the next video I scroll to is going to have one. Right. And the videos with one like are way more funny and way more interesting to me than the ones with a lot of likes that are usually manufactured to get those kinds of likes because it's earnest. It's like, it's like found, it's like that whole found art movement that exists. It's like you find old pictures and you find this, but it's current. It's like, I can see some jerk off just like me in fucking whatever state being like, here's my joke. I'm getting my jokes off. Same thing. It's why I like Twitter so much. It's the same shit. It's just like, an unmitigated medium if you really delve into it. Well, Twitter at least went back to the chronological timeline. Thank God. Yeah. I I love that they give you the choice, too, because sometimes if I haven't met on Twitter for like a day, which is rare, but sometimes I'm trying to see those top tweets. Yep. And then I'll go and look at the latest tweets so I can talk shit. Yeah, give me a fucking choice. Don't don't just... Now I'm downloading TikTok, so thanks. Download TikTok, uh, follow it's me happening. on Twitter, both, both, oh, both well, the two S's. Matt, good news for you is that you're already on FBI watch lists. <laughs> so it, that, it, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, to be fair, the downside to TikTok is it's super horny and I'm way too old. Yeah. To, to, oh. the people who are horny are like 15. It's weird. But just. <sighs> There's a period of time where opening Instagram was a crapshoot. I couldn't yeah. do it at work. It's like, it's either going to be tits or ass. Oh, yeah. There was yeah. like two years of just horny Instagram. Yeah. Now it's all just beer and food for me and James's records. Like, yeah. For <laughs> me, it's a lot of like uh, lifestyle stuff. Like, oh, I'm on vacation. Yeah. You can be on vacation, too. And then I have to unfollow them because I'm like, oh, no, they're on. They're in a multi-level market. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hashtag, you could be here or whatever. I don't know if that has permeated into your guys' realms, but no, I just, I, was... I, I report so many things to, to Instagram. I'm like, okay, this is obviously a fake person because all I see is bikini photos or someone who's saying, you know, help you live your best life. Go to this website and fucking report, report, block, report, block. It's, it's all the same shit. And it's like, Man, I appreciate you liking my videos of my cat because that's all I fucking do. Yeah. Uh, I am that guy, but uh, I don't want your fake my account. My Instagram at this point, because I posted like pictures of beer that I get in the mail and shit, and right. it's like just, oh, this brewery followed you, this brewery followed you, this this mom that likes beer followed you. I'm like, you guys don't even understand. Well, but if your whole page is just beer, it's uh, records and beer and random shit. Yeah, most of my page now is like flyers for DJ stuff and yeah, stuff like that. So like it's it's my stories are are kind of where my personal personal stuff has has landed. Like that's where I'll post like photos of my cat or photos of Zoila, my girlfriend, or just like whomever, just or me, fucking. Like I tell, I posted a story of me just like, oh, eh, hang on, fucking trying to get, trying to get the people, trying to get look. any dipshits Ooh. friends of mine. Hey, if you're any of my dipshit friends, hello, I love you. <laughs> just, wow, you're my dipshit friends, and I love you. Thank you. 
if they listen to my podcast, I'm hoping that they're listening to this because at least they can hear me talking to somebody that it, they don't hear me talk to every week. <clears throat> no, for I, sure. I talk about fun stuff, though. And it's interesting because we are also like your friend that you were talking about earlier, always in the same room with each other. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we could do this, but. Dude, it, it, there's a different dynamic. Like I've done episodes. Um, my buddy Grant from high school, him and I have done episodes of this show in the same room. The first episode was Grant and I, and then the, the 120th or something was Grant, myself and Corey. And there's a different dynamic in a room because there's yeah. a, there's a delay even with us over the internet, not with the delay to YouTube. So it's like, if I start saying something and you haven't caught the delay, but you start to talk, there's like this weird jitter before to, to try not to talk over each other. Whereas when you're in a room, you can tell when someone's about to start to talk and you can stop prior. So there, it, it's, it takes a little bit of like the personal feeling out doing it this way, but it still makes it easier than like having video makes it a little more personal. I love this live. Our, our goal for 2019 is to start live streaming. Like we'll, cause we still live in the same city. So we're yeah. going to do it in the same room. Dude, it's easy so as our, fuck. You just have a YouTube account and like, yeah, I can totally help you do it if you want. I mean, is it just like YouTube account and I could use my, I'm on my laptop right yeah. now and I, I seem to look okay. Yeah, you look fine, yeah, and, like, and your audio sounds great. So you just well, run. Yeah, because I'm plugged. In. I mean, I have a whole like fucking this this fucking piece of shit, and like a whole thing. Yeah, which is what we record on. It's the same shit. Yeah. So I figure we could just record into Audition, which is how we do it, and then just stream while we do it. Yeah. We just have it. We just haven't set it up. Yet. I'm doing the how. exact same thing with Audition. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you just you just do you yeah, you uh, there's um in when you log into YouTube there's a creator studio, you set up a live stream and then it just launches the hangout. Yeah, audition's not the best. The best is having uh, people who do this shit for you, uh, like Matt or Beatmaster. Yeah, Corey doesn't fucking do anything. He shows up with his old ass balls and gray hair. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm a, I'm a producer on another. I should plug my, the other podcast. Yes, that you I should. Work on. Because I, I talk on a podcast, but I edit and, like, I guess produce, if that's the word for it, uh, a thing called Pumpkin Spice Podcast, which started initially, similar to this, as a horror movie podcast with my friend Rob Schulte, who I uh, mentioned earlier, is from Graham Young. There's now another person in there. Her name is Brittany High, and they they cover... Uh, they're about to do the Children of the Corn series. They did, they've done the Chucky series. They've done... Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, so they've been doing it a while. Well, it sounds like you should hook them up with us. They can come on our show. Oh, no, absolutely. The, my first thought, I was like, damn, this would be a sick. They've done a crossover. They did a, a, a holiday crossover or, with us yeah. for Halloween. Yeah. So like Pumpkin Spice was on our feed, vice versa. Um, and it was cool because John and I talked about horror movies because he's like me and he's a scaredy cat. And we don't like don't fuck with it. And then they're talking about movies that like aren't like I'll watch classic classics or whatever, like even like the shitty, scary ones that still freak me out, like Omen and fucking Exorcist or whatever. And it's like those spook me out super heavy, but it's different than like I can't watch Texas Chainsaw, like the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it's like it's too well made. It's like too good for me. <laughs> it like fucks me up worse. I don't know. 
Maybe maybe I'm alone in that. It's just something about like the higher. You're not at all. You're absolutely not at all. And that, that's one of the things uh, we did an episode once where we talked about uh, horror movies, introducing horror movies and stuff to a younger audience. Somebody wanted to know how to introduce his kid to horse horror movies, horror books. And I think we talked talk about things like Are You Afraid of the Dark and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but but that's the thing is the genre people in their head think of a horror movie and I think that's why especially the last couple of years so many horror movies that have come out don't want to define themselves as horror movies like hereditary doesn't call itself a horror movie it doesn't call itself a piece of shit either it should uh, <laughs> oh, I think God. I think there were like three horror movies that came out this past year that didn't say that they were horror movies I think so, a quiet place didn't and I feel get, like is get out a horror movie right exactly it, yeah. it's I said it, it, it was to me it was right. a horror movie I think it is, but I think it also it it defies the expectations that people have from a horror movie, and they don't want to say they're a horror movie because they think the horror audience is really small or will only go towards a Chainsaw Massacre, a Halloween, a Freddy Krueger right, because right. that's the expectation. And they walk into this movie and they're like, "Well, this isn't a fucking horror movie," and that's because they don't trust the audience to embrace it by that name. It's it's just like what you guys are talking about: uh, death metal, hard metal, whatever. Is is you have to redefine what your band is to to kind of like set yourself apart yeah. so that you don't disappoint an audience preemptively or or cut off yourself from an audience preemptively because they're they're walking with an expectation of like oh it's metal I like Pantera oh it's not Pantera well fuck you then you're not metal you're right, you're exactly. screamo you're this you're whatever and so yeah. subgenreing it is one thing but to just say we're not a horror movie kind of demeans horror movies and i feel that's shitty in and of itself because you're making it seem like they can't be successful or they can't be good or they can't be taken seriously or they can't go deeper when that they are right. and and i recognize that yeah sometimes when a horror movie does that it's not well embraced um but other times it is and it's that stuff that lifts it up and makes it better the newest halloween movie got rave reviews from people that i know both into horror and people who are kind of outside of it just because it was true to form kind of stuff i guess is is is, is that is, is that what we're talking about or there were things about the new ha halloween that i loved that really amplified what halloween was and then there were things that i think that they did to make it hit a modern audience that worked for me and some that really didn't work for me and overall i think the more i watch it the more frustrated i am by some of the things that they chose Mm -hmm. but I still think it is a, a very good horror movie in a lot of the stuff that it did. And while I have my problems with it, I'm happy to have it be a part of this genre, but it's not like I'm the voice of horror films. I'm just a guy who talks shit on the internet. Hey, that's you know? at least, that's at least one voice. Yeah. Sure. But Matt and I are, are great about understanding. We're not really movie reviewers in the sense of people who study film. Like when Jack's sure. on here, Jack, our friend who was talking about from the Simpsons podcast from Wii Studios, uh, Jack is a filmmaker and he understands movie making. Okay. We don't. We're guys who watch movies. You know, Matt watches them half-assedly on his computer screen while he's he's playing video games in the background or watching sports and always he drunk. Ain't wrong. And never sees the end of them. Nope. And uh, I, I come at them with an approach of, I write. So I, I definitely look at them from a sense of story, but I also know I like the stuff that I like and I sure. dislike the stuff I don't. And so I can't treat myself like I'm some know-it-all 
genius who can see the art behind everything because sometimes the art doesn't fucking matter to me. Sometimes it's just like, well, but that was stupid. But okay. So Corey, I agree with you because I, I'm more your team of, I come of it. I joke with my friends and people, people that I know all the time. I went to a movie uh, every Sunday from the time I was like eight until I was like 18, like till I moved out whole life. Me and my dad, that was, that was like church. That's what we did every week. So I've seen a bunch of dog shit movies, a bunch of really cool movies, movies. I was too young to appreciate at the time, blah, blah, blah. So like I, I, and, and I'm an avid reader, got an English degree. I always like to try my best to operate from like an academic perspective or some type of genuine criticism like Jack. But at the end of the day, I'm just a guy who likes movies and I like what I like. And if I see something I don't like, I'm with you. I'm just like, well, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck am I going to watch this? This sucks. Like, and I'm, I'm strong opinioned. I'm usually very like, doesn't take me very long to be like, no, thank you. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to say that all critics are pretentious. I, I know that it's popular to think that critics are pretentious or to shit on Rotten Tomatoes because their scores are different from average moviegoers. But I, I, I do think that there can be a, a system of rating and someone to determine to say, well, this is why I think this is important. This is why I think the choice of that color scheme makes sense. Like if you're the person yeah. who watched The Sixth Sense and picked up on all the red tones and stuff and realized how that mattered to the filmmaking, cool. You know, I, I appreciate that because yeah, it, it makes me. me have a more critical eye. But right, I came at it as like, a lot of whispering in this. Do I do I need to turn up the... Can I go and knock on the projector room door and say, can you amp this? I know we got THX. Can you push the button up a little bit? Yeah, I need a... I need, hey, it's, it's, it's your version of... Uh, can you can you turn the baseline up? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can you turn the baseline up? But I'm I, there, I, I... I'm there. I yeah. And, and, Which is and, why I think that's why I like so much there are there's a certain section of of horror movies that i really enjoy regardless of whether or not they scare me because i mean i'm just easily scared but there are certain things that i'll kind of sit through just just to kind of figure out where they sit you know you have your your mass market hack and slash or gore bullshit whatever but then there's the, like the psychological stuff can really get there it can really get there for a moviegoer like me who's not necessarily in it for any – I have, you know, whatever. I'm not in it for the respect or longevity of the genre, but it's just like I like good stories and I like good filmmaking. And also, I know what I like, so it's like Get Out is scary to me, but then right. also it has so much other stuff to offer. But then even like – what we do in the shadows is a movie that isn't, I mean, there's two times in the movie that me, the scaredy cat jumped. So that's probably the max. Right. Exactly. Of, that's like the max of jumps you can get, but it, it speaks a lot on the genre kind of as a whole, not only from a movie perspective, but even like mytho like the mythology around it, like everything, attached to being a vampire movie it has a lot to speak on literature and bullshit like that too because it's poking fun at everything 
Yeah, it does a great from the moment that they open the door and and Jermaine's character, you see the whole scene from Dracula where he's like lying in the bed and it's up on the wall and yeah, there's all the and women around him. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the door closes and you open it again and you don't see any of that and he's just standing there. Like <laughs> it's such a great joke, but also it ev- evokes everything that you understand about vampires from all these other vampire tropes, which yeah, is just it, yeah. brilliant in what it does. But there are people who would say this is not a horror movie. And I think that there are some horrifying things that happen in it that are treated lightly, but yeah. are very valid. Like I get squeamish when I see uh, Tekka's character try to bite the first girl. Oh, and, and the blood you, spurts. Yeah, yeah the and, and just girl, like spraying out. And you feel the discomfort. Gross. Right, yeah, you feel yeah. the discomfort him, but you also feel like, but this was someone that we were just sitting there listening to her talk about her life, and you realize that her life is now over. Right. You know, and but that's... Even- and then it's even Peter, 8,000 years. He's the classic, you know, the yeah, classic. Yeah, the Nosferatu. Yeah, he's the Nosferatu that you want. And even with Taika and him, and like literally, yeah, very beginning of the movie, it's just like Taika, he's this, oh, he's the timid one. He's this, and then he's so traditional. And like his aggression is so, it it still feels like that classic, like, ooh, wow, ah, ooh, ee, that kind of, that kind of horror instead of like, oh, shit. But and then it throughout he's he's kind of their foil, I guess, to the traditional horror genre. It it covers the I like how the ages make a difference. And then the mm-hmm. youngest guy who gets embraced in the movie <laughs> is is just like he doesn't give a shit about any of those tropes and everything. He just thinks it's cool because well vampires are cool now because they're sexy. It's Twilight. Right. <laughs> it's it's Full that circle. exactly. That's what's so perfect. It's yeah. just like Oh yeah, of course. The new vampire is like, oh, I'm gonna tell everybody I'm a vampire, and everyone's gonna be horny for me because, of course. Yeah, I'm I'm a vampire, so it makes me kind of a superhero. Why wouldn't <laughs> I fly everywhere? Right. Why, why would I come in the front door? I can fly. I'm not good at it, but shit, there's like three billion other people around here. None of them can yeah. fly up to their windows, so I'm doing this. So I'm gonna do it. It's the the ju- the whole movie is kind of this like beautiful juxtaposition of that i mean it it's a very it's 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 that classic trope you know New it's world. reno 911 if it suddenly became a real episode of cops oh shit or if it became colors or something <laughs> right, yeah. and and like all of a sudden officer dangle just shoots somebody straight up in the head like goes up to a car and like uh what are you reaching for boom and it's like oh shit i guess he was just trying to give me his license oh fuck right. me you know let's go get donuts and it but <laughs> Like if they just had that moment of hyperviolence in the center of it and you try to make light from before it and after it. But in that second, you're just like, holy shit. That's what this movie does. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Interspersed into what you would expect, not only from the filmmakers and the actors within it, but just like the lightheartedness that I, I guess it, it, it is very much actor and director, but like that kind of with well, the first time I saw it, cause this is the second time I watched it. It was one of the reasons I, I, cause I was asked like, Oh, what could I watch? And because I'm a baby, I was like, well, I need to watch something that's like horror adjacent. Yeah. So it's like Shaun of the dead. I know has already been done. And you know, we kind of went through things. I was like, well, what we do in the shadows is a movie that I saw kind of on a lark. Cause I really like the flight of the Concords guys and ended up really loving it. Like regardless of the, the, you know, I, I don't get 
a lot of the goofs with a lot of the gags i'm sure because it is it's a it's it's an homage mockumentary to the horror genre kind of thing so i don't get a lot of the goofs i'd guess but I still enjoy it for what it is because it's really well written. It's really well shot. Like a lot of the weird, like the, the practical effects are really good. Yeah. Uh, the fucking, like even the werewolves, like yep. the, the, they don't look good, but like the way they're shot makes them look really good. It goes from being really silly. Like, Oh, it's just a bunch of guys hanging out and they're all wearing fucking flannels and stuff and walk around the woods and it's fine. But then the whole explanation of, of, the guy who's like, "Hey, you got to wear looser clothes. You're gonna rip right through those jeans, right? Yeah, and and stuff." And it, but you you go through a couple of scenes with them, and you don't get a payoff until all of a sudden they really transform, and you see the werewolves, and you see people get ripped to shrit, and and then you see uh, Stuart, right, who you kind of love, come to love at that point, and there's that horrific moment again, and you feel this empathy for all the guys who are losing this friend that they like, they like more than. They're vampire yeah, friends. It's like the mo- so it's like the mo- it, I guess it turns it on its head. The monster of the movie is the one who's losing a member of the team instead yep. of instead of the humans or the whatever your protagonists. I felt empathy when Peter was killed. Absolutely. This yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And 100%. I remember that I I had seen this before a few years ago and and thought that came later. Because it seemed like that was a moment where I was like, oh, shit, they killed one of the guys. They killed one of the gang. Right. That, that's too bad. That's uh, a horror movie thing, though. You got to do it. Yeah. Well, they, they bring in a vampire hunter. And they do it in, in a great joking fashion. Like, Super oh, you organic. fucked up. Yeah. Oh shut, the, oh, shut the fuck up. Go fuck yourself. Skype me later. <laughs> Skype me later. <laughs> Skype me later. Like, of course, that's the last thing you say before Peter. The debt. Oh, you got to pee. Uh, I mean, like the <laughs> it's I'm I'm conflicted because Peter to me not only operates as the like Nosferatu, your classic vam- vampire, whatever, but he's also the dad. He's right. He's the only the, one that we knew had embraced people. Right. He's the dad of it's him. Old school. Eight thousand years old. He turns people. And then Nick, who's new, yeah. and he's like, "Oh yeah, I don't know." She asked me, so I did it. And you're yeah. like, "Of course, yeah." If you were a brand new vampire and you are raised on Twilight, like if that's your, you don't know the curse and you don't know this and you don't know that. Well, it's- the other three vampires are also bad at what they do. Like I questioned if Deacon could embrace her, like if he was just stringing her along because he couldn't do it. And right. then, of course, fucking new guy that he hates manages to do it, and he's like, "You motherfucker, you don't." Do that. You don't embrace someone else's thrall. That's not something you do. But we we know that um, you overstep your bounds, bro. Right. Like wow. <laughs> yeah, we know that Tyke's character can't bite without like making a fucking mess, and we know that hey, Jermaine's any- character was going through hell because he got all this anxiety about the beast, like erectile dysfunction, but for right. Uh, but for hypnotizing. Yeah, he can't hypnotize you. They all have their. You see me. Yeah. (laughs) You see me. You see me. (laughs) Just. Do you want to come in? Do you? Do you okay? Do you want to? Do you want to come? It's a moment like, do I? Shit. Like, do I? He is inviting me in, but is it worth it? Like, does this count? Like, it really. 
I also think about it like this. A lot of movies with like vampires, werewolves, literature as well. It's just like it deals a lot with the curse and like, oh, no, I have been afflicted. It, it, it A lot of it focuses on the afflicted. Yeah. Instead of those who are just already existing post affliction, you know, like, yeah, the whole movie kind of deals with that. It's like this is what vampires are like after they have they have gone through it. But even Nick, then, you know, even the new vampire, it's just like, oh, yeah, here I am. I'm ready to go. I think vampires cool. And oh, now I don't like it. But he's already dealing with it a lot differently than everybody else is. He had a sickness and then it was gone. Then you have Stu. He's like, yeah, I thought I was dead. And then suddenly I wasn't. Now I'm a werewolf. And it's just that the focus of the movie isn't on the curse. It's just like real life post yeah Shena- post shenanigans i guess <laughs> it it's it's the it's an office show it, it's it's like watching yeah. the office but where everybody there sucks blood it, it it's but it so works because you have to find a gradual acceptance and some people are really going to be into it they're going to either get off on the romance but they also kind of do the idea that at some point well the rules were different then like when when deacon is talking about the fact that he was a nazi and everybody hated Nazis, and then he was a vampire, and everybody hated vampires. And if you're a vampire Nazi, oh mm-hmm. shit, you know, mm-hmm. you nobody liked you. You have to get the fuck out of town. You gotta get out, man. You're two for two. But it, you could be one. You could be one. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. At, right. B- before the war. I don't know if you, in the quotes, I don't know if you heard, but the Nazis <laughs> lost that war. Right. <laughs> I also love the moment where they're talking about why they like virgin blood. Because it sounds cool. I listen. I respect that. Like that's because to me. I like to think that if you if you if you're going to eat a sandwich, you would prefer to eat a sandwich that not everybody has fucked. There are things that hasn't been fucked. Like of course, yeah. If you think of it as a sandwich, but the best part that's canon now to me. Because if you think you know vampire canon, werewolf canon, all of these mythological curses supernatural whatever the only canon that anybody has is is piecing together from stories movies books whatever so that means that that is has to be woven in and it does kind of make sense because there's no reason there's scientifically no reason no difference between virgin non-virgin blood like how virgin you know can you take a finger up the ass or virgin do it through the mormon sheet Oh, you got to wear the special undies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, are you virgin? Are you virgin from sex? Or is it like maybe your blood is best when you're are a virgin from meat? Like you were raised vegetarian. That's why we raise chickens like that. Yeah. And pork and most, honestly, most animals. Yeah. Does it have to be kosher? You know, can it not be prepared in the same room? That's what where, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah exactly. Separate sink, separate dishwasher. I I know somebody. Shout out to uh, shout out to my friend Tessa. I know somebody. Her mom has two dishwashers. Yep. So she never has to unload it. Oh, nice. It just goes from clean dishwasher used, you, you know, use the plate into the dirty dishwasher. Oh, what? And then they that's just, banging. And alternate. But, but that's someone who what? bought a house that had a kosher kitchen. That's the I I don't even they're not Jewish I do know that that's yeah they the probably bought part. a place that had that and they were just like this is how it's gonna it's work just like the fly. no oh no they didn't buy it it was oh. in they put in a second dishwasher okay goddamn that's dedication it's just like the flyest like 
it's the biggest flex of any suburban house I've ever heard in my life. We moved You'll here. It's my hit. first time in like 20 years of not having a dishwasher. At an apartment I had, we didn't have a dishwasher there. My mom bought me a countertop dishwasher so I could yeah. do like four place settings. Here we oh, don't man. have one. So it's like standing over the sink, hand washing everything. And I am miserable. I feel it's the worst. like this is the white privilege of my dreams because this is my third <laughs> world country. This is my Vietnam is not having a dishwasher in this house. <laughs> It is literally, I had my college roommate and I, we lived in a place that had no dishwasher and you could tell because we didn't do the dishes. Like we would just like rinse and just like stack. And then eventually yeah. one of us would have to give in and uh -huh. do the mountain. And it, I, it, I feel, I feel like it alternated enough. And then when you wash <laughs> them, you just, do they get clean enough or is your mac and cheese going to taste like palm olive? Exactly. Who gives a shit? And if it tastes like palm olive and mac and cheese, that's going to be a good taste combo. Exactly. <laughs> less butter. Also, less butter to use. If I'm keeping it funky, like I ate mostly frozen pizza and takeout that year anyway. Yeah. Or like fucking ramen. Like who gives a shit? But that was another great scene in this in this movie is that these guys don't have a dishwasher. And so their dishes are just stacked up full of blood and stuff. And Deacon doesn't do the goddamn dish. The clean, realistically, the the like, the except the not exception, but the like, uh, the fact that they acknowledge the cleanup of being a, a fucking vampire is hilarious. Yeah, because yeah, human bodies bleed a lot, and there's no way they're gonna drink a whole fucking, a whole fucking body. That's. Six liters of blood or something. I don't know. Nine pounds. Meg is putting down the towels and the newspaper under the wood. How do you like, like, how does a vampire deal with leftovers? Like, can you, if you go to the vampire restaurant, do they give you a fucking quart <laughs> container of the blood that you can just then drink? Like, does old human blood count? Like, I have questions too in regards to the vampire disposition, the vampire lifestyle. Like, can you rob a hospital? Like, can you rob blood banks? Can you do this? I've watched Blade. Yep. I, I know watched that they do rob the Angel blood series. Banks. The Angel, Angel TV series used absolutely. to do that. Absolutely. It's just like you. I, doesn't Angel only drink from blood banks? Is that his yeah. thing? He wasn't. He wouldn't drain people at yeah. that point because he was just afraid that it would turn him back to evil. Right. Respect. Until it became Angelus, and then he fucked around. He, he killed Jenny Calendar or whatever. Exactly. Uh, Liz, all I know is that he was hot, and my sister was horny for him. And he, he became know. a puppet. So that right there is just cool. <laughs> there was an episode in, the I think, the last season where he became a puppet. It's awesome. It's going to be May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he already looks like J.C. Chazay, so I get it. Yeah. That motherfucker became Booth on Bones, and now he's on that, that SEAL Team 6 show or whatever. Yeah, he's still doing. He's still getting cast as like young buff dude. He should which, have been Batman. There was a long time where he was a he was probably going to be cast as Batman in the Warner Brothers films, and they just kept skipping by him, like Pierce Brosnan as 007. You know, Brosnan wait. finally said, "Fuck it, I got out of my goddamn contract, and and you can cast me now." They're like, "Yeah, well, we got Timothy Dalton. We think he's going to be great." Two movies later, well, fuck Pierce, what you doing, man? Right, but. They didn't ever cast what's his fit. What his name's like Boner or something, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, his last name is something with a something weird with a B. Uh, wow, I can't think of his fucking name now. All of a sudden, it's not David Bazan. That's the Borealis. Bor 
There it is. Yeah. Yeah. So like he's got Very a cool name. He could be a fucking James Bond or sorry, he could be Batman. He's but he became producer on Bones. That thing went for eleven seasons or twelve seasons. Uh, after Angel had gone for its five and, and is still in syndication today, and now Facebook is paying to play it on their Facebook Watch. Wait, and what? Yeah, Facebook Watch plays uh, Angel, Buffy, and Firefly. You can watch them all for free on Facebook now because they're trying shit. to get people to stay on their goddamn page forever. Uh, and now he's got a CBS show. And those things, is man, as long as you don't whip your dick out in front of somebody and cause them to get 10 years paid on their contract for yep. being a guest star... You can go on forever on that channel. Damn, I hope he's getting that shmoney. I, yeah. I respect that. I respect his cripping. I respect that. He, he's got a a CBS show that isn't a spinoff of NCIS or CSI or, or Criminal Minds. He's doing okay for himself. Yeah, shit. That really is kind of all that's on there nowadays. I, I've, I haven't watched I haven't watched network television like, like that in a long time. I know the Golden Globes are on tonight, so I have a I, I shout out to anybody watching because I'm, you know, I'm trying to see what Amy Adams is doing. Like, I respect that. I'm, I'm going to maybe I'm at least going to Google who won because I have to talk about it on the podcast. That's a good I remember when Amy <laughs> Adams was on an episode of Buffy. Whoa, small. Hey, there's the link. In what a has, bit part. What hasn't Amy Adams done? She, she was on Cruel porn. Intentions 2 is the first thing I saw. Watch Cruel Intentions 2. Cruel Intentions <laughs> 2? Yes. I, hold Which on. is the prequel to the first Cruel Intentions. So it's the aunt and uncle of that family having sex? No, it, it's like she... It, I think it's... She plays Sarah Michelle Gellar's character from the first Cruel Intentions in this one. Somebody else plays the the Sebastian or whatever his name. And, and it's like them before Cruel Intentions happens uh, where she turns him into kind of like a, a more of a bad boy. He he comes in as her cousin. He's like, hey, I'm cool. I'm I'm falling in love with this girl at school and stuff. She's like, I'm going to fuck up your life just to prove to you that everybody is awful. Right. Sure. And and that's what the whole thing is. But there is a scene with uh, a set of twins, uh, these girls that are in a shower that he walks into and they just start making out with each other and they're played by twins. And I'm like, how the fuck did you get this to happen in yeah. what is essentially a CW direct-to-video movie. The hell? And then I remember all of the uh, sequels to... Um, what was the movie with... Uh, um, oh, Richards, where she and the girl from Party 5 made out. And uh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon and... Shit, Cruel Intentions? No, that's not Cruel Intentions. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I yeah. couldn't tell you, man. I don't. I don't. Denise Richards makes out with the girl from Party of Five in the swimming pool, and they both have sex with Matt Dillon. Who's the girl from Party of Five? It doesn't matter. She was making out with Denise Richards, and Denise Richards was topless. Wild Things. <laughs> oh, sick. Wild Things. Okay. Yeah, they made like five Wild Things sequels. Mm -hmm. And I think they just got progressively more hardcore than one. But one of them had John Schneider from Dukes of Hazard in it. it it's like they really just. Kept going as far as they could, getting lesser and lesser versions of the same people that they already had in the first one. Well, damn. Cruel Tensions, I think, had three or four uh, films. So here's, and they just so here's went the more question. late night. And this is, I'll pause it because I have to go pee, but I want to pause it something. <laughs> and then when I listen back to this to, whether, to see whether or not I'm an idiot, 
Thank you, oh, Growly. Nev Campbell. Growly Bear, Nev Campbell. God, yep. she used to, man, she was hot. Well, that actually is going to change my question because I want to know, and I want to listen to this when I re-listen to this as I pee for exactly one minute. Hottest 90s horror starlet because it's a horror movie podcast so who's the hottest horror movie lady because i have nothing to add to this but i want to know so i can google them at a later date oh. <laughs> shouldn't you get that information before you walk off to the bathroom i guess is my question to the person who's no longer here ah man 90s <laughs> horror films just in general it's it's for me the late 80s bleed into the 90s really fast although the scream films i think would give you a lot to choose from yeah um i gotta look at the i need to spot check the years of the halloween movies i think you know where this is headed i i do but you can't say she's hot in those films oh yeah because she's a fucking child um, she is a kid yep yeah, no you are not wrong but she did show up as a. I think she was eighteen when she showed up in the first. Um, what was it? The uh, Urban Legend movies, because she was the roommate in Urban Legend and the first one, the goth chick. Yeah. Um, so if you can age check that, I will give you. I will give you your okay. point. Urban Legends. Danielle Harris is who Danielle we're Harris, about yeah. Um, For anybody who doesn't know, should know Danielle Harris. The first Urban Legend came out in 1998, so that does work. <clears throat> Otherwise, I would say if we could stretch this past TV or past movies to TV shows, I would say Sarah Michelle Geller because I have Sarah Michelle Geller was in Scream too, though, and she was in I Know oh. What You Did Last Summer. Okay, okay, so yeah, you can. But then with Ryan Phillippe, Jennifer Jennifer Love Hewitt, then as well. I'm choosing Jennifer Love Hewitt. Over Sarah Michelle Gellar? <laughs> I'm choosing oh. Danielle Harris over both. But. Okay. Okay. Danielle Harris is pretty spectacular. Oh God, she's so fucking hot. Does Bo Derek count? I, I don't know if you would say the first Tarzan is actually a horror movie, but it is pretty terrible. <laughs> it's scary how bad it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, Doesn't she have sex with the monkey in that? I feel like there was a what? thing between her and. Jennifer Love Hewitt before or after oh, isn't it before, or did she make her boobs bigger? Oof. Rally, you gotta you gotta give me more. All I know about Jennifer Love Hewitt is she's got the big honkers, mm-hmm. rock and roll, sweet um, sweet melons. But I feel like that was her whole thing. Did she get them reduced? I I have no idea. Uh, regardless, it's still gonna be Jennifer Love Hewitt over Sarah Michelle Gellar just because. Blondes look. I'm a blonde man, so my sister is blonde, and it's just like blonde women make me go. Eh. It just worry. It. I don't know. It's a herd mentality, or it's like how I don't get the flu, something like that. Before she got the Hooters enlarged, what? Mm. I don't know. Uh, going back to Urban Legend, though, uh, well, Alicia. Why, Wait, how do you change the topic from boobs to Urban Legend? Well, no, I like it. No, I want to see where he's going. Yeah. Alicia Witt was the star of the first Urban Legend. I I had a crush on her since she was one of the daughters on Sybil. Uh, fortunately, she's not much younger than me, uh, but she's she's always been high on there. But a lot of people should remember Rebecca Gayhart from Ur- Urban Legend, who was at that point in time considered the Noxzema girl. Uh, she was the face stuff. 
Yeah, she was in the Noxzema commercials, and then she made her way over to films, I think, with the, that movie, with Urban Legends. Uh, I think she was even in some music video, and some rap star was talking about, they were calling her the Noxzema girl. I, I, I guess it depends on who you think was hot in the 90s, and can you find some random horror movie they were in. Uh, we know that in the... I would sort of consider Poison Ivy a little bit of a horror movie, but Embrace of the Vampire had the sure. had the oh first of all yeah the Noxima girl yeah yeah hell yeah hell uh, yeah but what was the girl from Charmed Very and uh, who played Tony Danza's daughter on Who's the Boss? I don't know her name, but I used to watch Charmed on syndication like crazy. There's the new Charmed. They're, they're redoing all of the the old WB TV series as new CW shows, and it kind of oh, bothers man. me. But Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano Ooh, did yeah. Embrace of the Vampire uh, in the 90s, which I think was one of those moments of where everybody said, oh, Alyssa Milano's in this. Oh, she gets topless? <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, Katie Holmes was in that... Movie where she where where she got top. Bill Pullman hey, pulled her had, top off. I googled Mister Skin when I was a young man. <laughs> we I, all did. I've, I've done been there. I've, I've lived that life. I love the current internet age. If your if boobies are out in a movie, everybody knows. If your boobies are out a, in general, it everybody knows. It's I, I I kind of hate that this is where the show is degraded to. But we used to from the very beginning have a rating on the show of it is there nudity. It wasn't really a uh, rating. It was we just honorable mention if there were boobs. There's in no the movie. Nud- hey, there's no nudity in uh, what we do in the shadows. There is not. There's none. Which, if I'm being a hundred percent funky, they missed. They missed a, a goof they could have done, which is a full nude like a. Super nude scene, but a guy. Yeah, they should have yeah. done Peter. Yeah, they it's, absolutely it's should. Peter nude. have done <laughs> Nosferatic. They they should oh, have absolutely. That yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah, a hundred percent. So Crowley just it just says Phoebe Kate's young boobs. I he may have meant to type that into Google. I don't know. <laughs> Growly Bear is horny. I get he it. Might be. Yeah. It's Monday morning at work for him. He's but was Phoebe Cates in any horror movies? Because we know absolutely that was a big thing. She, well, she was in Gremlins too in in the nineties. So yes, I don't, I, Phoebe never, Cates is a I'm, spectacular beauty. I'm doing my best to never Google the phrase "young boobs." Yeah, no, no, no that's yeah, that's, that's no, unless um, it's like the the. Uh, the hilarious spinoff of the Young Turks with their comedy takes on the news and politics of the day. <laughs> young boobs. Boobs yeah. is in like a rube or a mama. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, I Growly, uh, you mean our choice in what? Between boobs? I like boobs. Yeah, uh, I love as boobs. As I said, won't Google young boobs. Don't want young right boobs. Now. He's talking about Phoebe Cates uh, taking her top off in Fast Times at Richmond High. Which is eighties, but Phoebe Cates was in Gremlins too, so technically in a nineties horror movie. And Phoebe Cates again is a beautiful woman. Yeah, Yeah. true. But if uh, it's not nineties enough for Gremlins too, with Phoebe Cates, I would definitely f her in the A without a C, and then J on her B's. Wow, it's a lot of uh, letters. Spelling, yeah, that's a. (laughs) 
Use that imagination. I don't like algebra for just yeah. that reason. Come on, man. <laughs> X, Y, Z, examine your zipper. <laughs> just we're turning this into a math a, a math podcast. Slowly but surely. <laughs> it might be better than what it's turned into right now. Yeah, I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore. Uh, yeah. Don't even say. I don't want to be reminded that I have to go to work in the morning. Okay, Jennifer Connelly. Any horror movies in the 90s? I don't know. but Because that might be an automatic. Requiem for a Dream? Jennifer Connelly because... Oh no! Is yeah, ass to ass is horrifying. Ace to ace. Um, I've never seen Requiem for a Dream. Oh, it's uh, such a good movie. I won't watch it, dude. It's yeah. such a good movie. No, I don't need to watch it. There's no nothing no no I one won't. needs to watch it, but it is still a great movie. Right, but this is the thing. I know enough about it within pop culture. Yeah, and I know enough of the references. <laughs> I know it's I pretty, just, baby. But yeah, I ain't so gonna, like I know I'm enough of the of the surrounding lore or doesn't have Marlon Wayans in it. Cause that yep. right there is a reason I don't ever have to see it. Oh, Requiem for dream actually came out in 2000. Uh, oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was a nineties movie. Dark or well, dark city. Is that considered a horror movie? I almost nope. consider dark city kind of a sci-fi sci-fi thriller. Yeah. Thriller. So thrillers aren't horror movies. What is a horror? <sighs> how did, how does that get defined? It's really, it's how they try to market it. That's all it is. Yeah. Let me get this one out. Uh, Shoes and the Rocketeer. That was a horror movie. No, Rocketeer is a great movie. You are wrong, I have not seen it probably since 1991. And and besides, she basically plays Betty Page in the Rocketeer. Because the Rocketeer in the comics, the character that they, they basically, they use Betty Page, her likeness in the comics because she was missing and presumed dead for years. Yeah. And so Jennifer Connelly you know, <laughs> as Betty Page, perfect. Do you know uh, there is a what I would once consider a sweet death metal band named after Betty Page? The Black Dahlia no. Murder. That's not named after Betty Page. Oh God, no! What's that guy's? What's her? What's her name? Oh no! Now I made myself look like an idiot on the internet. There is a show coming out, or I don't know if it's a miniseries or a movie that's coming out on TNT that's about the Black Dahlia murders with Chris Pine, and it's got uh, Olivia Hussey's daughter in it. Olivia Hussey was was in Black Christmas, the original Black Christmas. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was also the Juliet in the Romeo and Juliet movie that I remember watching as a kid a lot. Um, The stage one? No, it was a a film, but it was... It was, it was, I think it was probably from like the 60s or something, but I remember watching it all the time. And I was like, I was 10 or 11. I just like was floored with how beautiful she was. Did y'all used to watch in school those like super stage production Shakespeare shit? The like, it had like, I mean, Patrick Stewart was Richard the Third or like Ham, like it had like famous people and it was produced, I'm assuming by the BBC and all my English classes. That's like all we would watch. Not as if we watched a movie, it was that. Well, I, I'm from before there was television in school. No, Corey, I, <laughs> I, I, you're not you're not wrong, but what about 35 millimeter film? Eight, <laughs> eight millimeter film. I do remember busting out projectors and stuff when I was in uh yeah, there's gotta be some early school, middle school and stuff. I remember watching at summer camp or something, we watched the red balloon projected up on a, a blank wall. Uh, and, and I think I remember watching Mary Poppins at school. So oh, yeah, Mary maybe. Poppins. have y'all seen the new one? No, no, I haven't seen any movies this month. 
Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out that I'd like to see too. Do you but... guys do you guys really like wholesome shit? I like Mary Poppins. You gotta see it. It's the fucking best. I am a grump I have turned into a grumpy dude. And <laughs> yeah. uh that my girlfriend was like, Yo, we gotta go see this movie. It's like the one movie I wanna see. And I was like, Okay, she's an overnight nurse, so we don't get a lot of like date shit. And we went, yo. Fucking, I lost my hat at the movie somehow. I didn't care. The movie was that good. I didn't care. I probably got I picked like, up by some <laughs> chimney sweep. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda was eating my butt. And I was like, this is the best. Because uh, he drops center freestyle rap in the middle of it. Oh, he That's drops- better than doing the alphabet on a clitoris. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. He drops a freestyle rap twice in Mary Poppins. I don't like it, but he is, it's like quick enough and. It's like it it works. It 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 works. No, he's good. It he's really out. good. I liked him when he was on. Uh, he was on House in the season where okay, House was in the. You just brought up House. I was talking to my buddy today. He was also on an episode of How I Met Your Mother. He yeah. was so he's been making the rounds for like a minute. Yeah, he wasn't a new guy. He he'd been working hard and stuff, but throwing together and making Hamilton. That's that's the shit. Yeah, I. I was also talking, uh, there's a, a, a friend of mine, or, 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 you know, a mutual a friend of my girlfriend's, friend of mine, a friend of my girlfriend's, a friend of mine, uh, but she was talking, she loves Lin-Manuel Miranda, loves Hamilton, and I have tried to, like, listen to the uh, the soundtrack, because I grew up a musical kid, and, like, I'm, I'm, I'm into musicals, but I have not been able to get it. I feel like I need to see it on stage. Right. Yeah, I feel like so that, I, I've it avoided it. No, I have not. And and that's the thing is for the same reason is that I, I would probably really enjoy it. I've seen quite a few, not quite a few, but I've seen a good number of musicals. Uh, my high school graduation gift was going up to Toronto and seeing Phantom of the Opera. Fuck uh, yes. But I, I had seen Phantom. David Cassidy in um, Yankee Doodle Dandy as a kid. I, I, I saw a lot of stuff. I saw... Rent. I saw a really spectacular production of Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which was just basically in a yeah. a theater in San Francisco where they actually got to come out in the off the stage and perform to the audience and stuff because it was just such a small, intimate affair. It was basically like watching a concert That's instead badass. of seeing a yeah. play. It was so good. But everything I saw, it was like saw Rent, saw Hedwig, saw uh, Mamma Mia, saw the full Monty, it seemed like something was going on where it's like, let's slowly make sure that Corey at least considers if he's gay or not. Um, musical theater is it to anybody. I, as I said, yeah. all through high school, even a bunch of middle school. So like the first musical I was in, I was eight. I was the young Tommy in Tommy. In, nice. In the high school production that my sister was in. And from there, it, it, it just went buck. I was a, I was a lollipop guild member. Yep. I was a fiddler on the roof. Oh, back to Mary Poppins. I remember in our Christmas pageant every year, I was one of the, the chimney suites for Chim Chim Cheree. You got to do it. You yeah. got to do it. It's like, and then all through high school, like it, it, it hit the point my senior year, like they built the musical schedule around me because that was like my whole thing. I was like, yeah, I'm a fucking musical theater dude. What's up? It was awesome. I got to meet, I got to hang out with lots of ladies. I love singing. And also the music is fucking great. Like, yeah, any, you can't. There's no way to talk shit on musicals because Stephen Sondheim can write anybody into the dirt. Like, absolutely, he'll just dunk on everybody. 
There's uh, uh there's a recent movie which is basically it's a zombie movie that is a musical. And I forget the name of it, but it, it came out either in the last couple of months or sometime this year. And I've seen, I saw the preview for it and I've seen a few people talk about it and stuff. And I'm right. really looking forward to doing that. But I know Matt will probably never watch it because Matt shuts off shows when they sing. Yep. Matt, is that true? You're not a musical man? Um, he doesn't even have a singer in his band. Hold on. Beatmaster, La La Land is bad. La La Land is bad. Now, I was in musicals in high school. I have. So, so what's the beef? What's um, the beef? G? Because when I watch The Simpsons and Family Guy, I don't want to hear a song. No, but what about a musical? But in Family Guy, the, they kind the, of ruined the song. Exactly. That it, it has nothing to do with musicals. I'm saying when I watch Family Guy and The Simpsons, I don't want to hear songs. That's why when I'm watching those TV shows, if they start singing, I will turn them off. What? If I'm watching a musical. Simpsons, I get. But why Family Guy? Because they Family- started singing now to try and. No, the musical thing's been a been a goof since early. Yeah, it's yeah just, I mean, it's that, not good. That is, Seth MacFarlane wishes he was a fucking Broadway guy. Yeah, he put out a jazz or, or a standards album. Yeah, it's still not Ooh. good. Still not also, good. Beatmaster, Dr. Horrible, that shit is... Dr. Horrible's. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out well, and that's sorry, another thing. One of my best friends was watching Buffy, and he got up to the musical episode, and he stopped watching. The musical episode's nuts. It's The awesome. best episode. It's so good. It's like it's that one and Hush are just the greatest episodes of the whole series. Yeah. And and I'm like, how can you stop there? It's so good. Some people just get turned off by it. I, I, I like I get it because yeah. it's musicals are really hard to do well because it's very much the thing that I'll the the best musical I'll always point to people if they're like if I'm like, yo, you want to get in touch with like the absolute heart of musical theater, but you don't want to listen to yeah, da, 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 kind of shit. It's always lame is because it's just like a musical has to sound incredible and tell the story at the mm-hmm. same time. And it's like an incredibly difficult feat to do well. And lame is not only does it well, but does it well in such a way that it isn't like hokey. It, it, I can understand though people having a problem with Lame is because they sing all of the dialogue. There it, exactly. It's, there's it's an opera instead right. of a musical. Right, and and it, it's different when you have a show like Scrubs decides they're going to do a musical episode, and and it's just randomly they break in a song. But at least in Buffy case, in Buffy's case and in Scrubs case, they give an excuse as to why those musical things happen. Right. You know, they they peer yeah. put in a creature that turns everybody into singing, or they give somebody a brain defect that is making her think everybody's breaking the song. <laughs> Whereas in other things, it's just we just sing to sing. But it's and, like you, I, I personally, me, I don't need uh, narrative writing to tell me that because singing is dialogue. Like there's, I'm already watching a show, and I know I am. So it's like every. Uh, interaction going on while I watch something I already know is fake. Yeah. But it's within the story, so I don't care. Like it's supposed to be fake. But I'm halfway so, Linda Belcher anyways, where I'll just like suddenly start <laughs> singing my my dialogue my in my regular life because I just have a song in my heart. It usually I don't subject other people to that. But my wife and I totally that's stuff that we do because it's fun. Right. I'm and because we, I mean, I had a musical background. I was a music major in college. No shit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
But I'm also the one here doing the least with music, so that tells you <laughs> what it's like to pick a major in college. Well, listen, I'll tell you this. I mean, we're already we're, we 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 talked about the movie for exactly two seconds. Yep. So I'm gonna just not give a shit. <laughs> I watched it. Loved it. <laughs> love the movie. We all love the guys. <laughs> everybody listening. The movie's great. We still gotta rank it, which is what we're about to do. What's the? What do you mean rank it? You just give it a zero to five score. Uh, in regards to what? Whatever the fuck you want it to be. Whatever you want to rate it on. You can say, uh, because I thought it was funny, or I thought that the effects were <laughs> shitty, or whatever you want. You can just say, it. it's up to you. That's the whole point. Is yeah. We don't have a thought process on the score. Yeah. Well, like, you gave Hereditary a zero, because I hardcore believe that I had to give Hereditary a zero. But I don't necessarily believe that Hereditary deserves a zero from anybody else. I just know that for me, that movie was shit. Yeah. Well, while you're thinking, real quick, beat um, I watched Repo the Genetic Opera with uh, Anessa and Dave on Sci-Fi Film oh, School. Hold on. Before before you continue your story, I yeah. need to interject. Yeah. The guy who wrote Repo it went to the same high school as me. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, and then continue with what you're saying. Cause I don't so know, that's, that's really I don't know anything else about him. I just know that we went to the same high school. You were the music theater major and you, you went to the high school with a guy who wrote Repo. But what the fuck? No, I wasn't a musical theater major. I know. I was an English major. Nice. Yeah. Oh, shit. My buddy Joel's here. What's up, Joel? I, he's, he, I, he just, Tom, excuse me. Tom. Tom. Yeah, that's why I was like, what excuse the fuck? Me, Tom. He also directed Saw. That's yeah. true. Tom and I went to high school together. And well, yeah. shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a good Saw. <laughs> that being said, I can rank uh, I, the way that I'll rank. What we do in the shadows, which is the movie that we talked about, is I'm gonna rank it in mockumentaries, and I'm gonna say four point five out of five. God damn, that's Sounds exactly cool. what I was thinking was four point five. Four point five out of five on fuck. Uh, no, I'm talking mockumentaries. I'm talking Best in Show, Spinal Tap. Oh yeah, he's oh, kind wow. of like these massive scoped because you got to think about it like this: when you watch What We Do in the Shadows, the even it takes 40 seconds the picture montages you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. yeah. the, those are all real it's not like a lot of picture montages you see in movies that are like photoshop heads and they do a lot of that later but they don't do it at the opening no they don't do it at the opening the whole they don't all the f- real ass pictures even the vintage style ones uh uh are like real like all of it's done by the it's done by the skin of their teeth hold on i'm seeing i'm seeing the chat yeah sorry tom's real name is joel but it goes by tom now so i i for the chat's sake and for the for the podcast's sake his name's tom we support your transition tom tom we love you i love tom i'm tom's best man he's getting married in uh june Mm. congratulations tom Rock and roll. That being said, <laughs> unrelated to to my friend Tom, is what we do in the shadows is such a is just such a concise. I wasn't goofing when I said it's the best documentary ever made about New Zealand life because like Stu, Stu and uh, Nick's relationship is perfect. Tom used to live in Australia, and I can't imagine that the culture is that much different. 
Oh, don't say that to don't say that to New Zealanders or Australians. Good thing no New Zealander or Australians are actually listening. Hey, hey, that we know of. Our best rated movie, our highest rated movie on here is when we reviewed Xanadu. Uh, Holy shit! And that was in my hopes. It was John. Okay, would listen to the episode because she has been my dream girl for my entire life. It was April Fools. I thought Xanadu was probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Listen, I, maybe I'm goofing hard. I don't mean to disrespect the crippin of fucking Australians or New Zealanders. Kiwis or Australians. Kiwis or uh, what's the shitty way to call us? Aussies? Aussies, fucking, maybe? I don't know. Oh. Criminals? Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> Dundies. Dundies. Damn. Kiwis or Dundies. I love you both. You're great. But this fucking New Zealand documentary is just so tight while so, while still being this like absurd nonsense like <laughs> documentary about vampires but it works not it works beyond the cultural barriers but it also works within its own existence the wellington fucking vampire society like all of this it's so small town it's so the the scope is so small while still achieving this broad um kind of it, it still talks about a lot this well it touches upon so many other things it it gives you a taste of werewolves it gives you a taste of witches and zombies in the ball uh yeah. the the cops are supposed to get their own spin-off show the no, werewolves are supposed to be no, getting their do. own spin-off show yeah no, so the cops already uh wellington paranormal i was talking to yeah. a friend of mine yesterday or yeah yesterday and they were saying yeah in new zealand just new zealand it's not uh out of there is wellington paranormal is those two cops and it's basically just like here we are it's that same kind of vibe of just uh feigned ignorance or non-feigned ignorance i guess if you will yeah they're just like they're oblivious to the stuff that's going on right yeah and Matt, what was that show that we watched recently that was like the horror soap opera doctor show that had the guy from... Oh, um... Fuck, Garth Marenghi? Dark Place? That I guess. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but yeah, it was you're Garth right. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, sorry. Yeah, there was this whole series... Has uh, the guy who played the boss in the IT crowd? Uh, oh shit! No, yeah, his yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was a a whole series of basically it's like an old timey Kolchak the Night Stalker type thing takes yeah. place in a hospital and they're fighting these supernatural things. It it's I super funny and weird. Might have happened prior to the IT crowd. Those that like yeah. group yeah. of people have been doing shit for so long and it's all super super absurd like the boss from the it crowd that show i first saw i i think on adult swim because it was just like one of those one-off shows that they'd show or i saw it on i don't know maybe it was a reddit link it was something late night me goofing off being a being a dingus whatever (laughs) clicking on a show and being like hell yeah this yeah, I mean, this this is akin to things like the Mighty Boosh or whatever and that weirdness. I'll tell you, so Noel Fielding, 
hosting Great British Bake Off right now. Has been for a minute. I have so many people coming up. I feel like I this is the first time in my life that I felt like a shithead. Like that kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe you don't, you know, full wide arm. Like, can't believe you don't know Noel Fielding from blank. Well, I knew Noel Fielding from when he would do episodes of High Q. I think it was him on a team with uh, Russell Brand on that show. And they were just brilliant. They were just so smart. Yeah. And Kat Dealey was on there and a bunch of other people. And, and I just watched the show on Netflix I found the other day called The Fix, which is basically like a podcast that I was doing a couple of years ago. They turned it into a much better version. But it has uh, Jimmy from Haikyuu is the host of it. Mm-hmm. And and he's got two teams that try to sit there and they solve a world problem. So do you watch like the – do you watch many British panel shows? The panel shows are amazing. When I can, I mean, I I was trying like, to watch seasons of IQ uh, and stuff when they were on YouTube. Great big fat quiz of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just out. I was just ta- the same friends that I was talking about uh, Wellington Paranormal with. Uh, they were talking about Great Big Fat Quiz of the Year 2018. It just come out. It's all on YouTube. Jimmy Carr's hosting it, of course. Michelle Wolf is paired with David Mitchell from Mitchell and Webb. Like. Yeah. It's just this like I love the panel shows because it's a it's it's really like it it fully shows my American bias and I know that they cast with that in mind too because they know how prevalent their uh, I guess illegal distribution is mm-hmm. like they know how much they get distributed by just fans so it's like. I love seeing David Mitchell on there. If Jimmy Carr didn't host, I'd be bummed out. Well, like, watch all that Jimmy's, I agree Jimmy Carr like. is hosting on The Fix, and uh, and you can watch that on Netflix. It's only a, like it's a short season; they're half hour episodes, but it's really funny. Deal Hewley is one of the the panelists yeah, who Hughley? who runs one of the teams, huh? DL Hughley, the, yeah. the, radio person, the former comedian, radio personality. First of all, Beatmaster, I agree. I miss Stephen Fry. Yeah. Especially QI, Stephen Fry. Yeah. But QI I is another know, one that was so good. I didn't know DL Hughley was doing, I don't know. DL Hughley to me is like somebody who talks a lot of bullshit on the radio and is usually wrong. And he's like one of those guys that has said enough shit that makes me like mad to my body <laughs> that I would definitely like slam dunk on if I could. Well, this like, he's <laughs> leaning. I mean, he's got his political ideas and stuff. And this yeah. whole thing obviously comes from a very political side because it's solving world problems, but it's done as comedy. So it might bring you back to where he was before for you as opposed Maybe. to where he is now doing things like real time with Bill Maher and all that. Real time with Bill Maher. But even his radio show, like he does his, he's syndicated in the Kansas city area. And his radio show, he's like, I don't know. Well, I would never Corey, listen to if you listen, like it, five hours of radio because you know they're doing most of that stuff just to fill and keep people aggravated so they'll keep calling in. Damn, I guess that is really truly how it works. It's like That's, that's the 24-hour news cycle in general. Yeah. It's like I, we just got to keep people mad so that they stay glued to us. And I do get mad. Mad enough I, to come back the next day. I get mad at D.L. Hughley all the time, but it does right. the opposite for me as I just stop it. The minute I'll like get mad at him and I'll stop listening to him. Right. And that that's and then better. I'll come back occasionally and then I'll listen until he makes me mad again, usually like within a week, two weeks. And then I stop listening again. And it's just it's this constant annoyance because he's just. 
He talks a lot of shit, and it's, it's I talk a, a lot. I talk a lot of shit too, but yeah, no, we. I don't know. We absolutely we talk our asses here and stuff. I'm not proud of some of the stuff I say on here, but I I hope that it's taken in the jest that it's intended. Uh, but it it's the same thing as the Howard Stern stuff of like I, the people who loved him listened because they wanted to hear what he was going to say, and the people who hated him listened because they wanted to hear what he was going to say. Yeah, but Howard Stern at least has some nuanced opinions sometimes occasionally right but he'll go to the lowest common denominator as much as possible if it'll get him clicks he's not in that same brand as he used to be when he was on radio because he doesn't have to worry about advertisers but is he still doing shit i don't know i don't subscribe to sirius anymore but i never really listened to a station when i did i'm always curious like those old heads i know like I don't know what Howard Stern's doing. I know Mike Francesa. He like just came back. There's this Beatmaster says yes, so he's still going. Beatmaster knows Howard Stern's still going. That's wild. Like he he's got to be the longest running dude in. Well, he can't just hand it over directly to Adam Carolla or Joe Rogan. God no! Oh my God, Joe Rogan. I have buddies. I have mad buddies who love Joe Rogan. I can't. I don't do it. Do either of you listen to Joe Rogan? I don't. Only episodes in which he has someone that I want to listen to. Okay. I, I'm I'm kind of with you, man. Yeah. Like I'll listen occasionally if it's like the Nick Kroll episode I listen to. Yep, so that was a good one. Yeah. So it's like a, a comedian I like or something I like or like what, if if ever this Kanye episode comes out, like I'll definitely listen to that because Same. I'm going to need to because I'm going to need to like talk shit. Right. But that's kind of how Joe Rogan feels to me. Is like I don't listen to Joe Rogan for fun. I listen to Joe Rogan more because it's your job. It's like yeah, I was like yeah. I need I need to listen to Joe Rogan sometimes because he's interviewing somebody so prevalent in whatever I'm doing or what I care about that I need to know the bullshit uh, that's going on. Who's Eddie Bravo? I know the name, but I don't know the guy. Beatmaster, Beatmaster, you're going to need to elaborate unless Corey knows. No, I thought that was Greg Brady. Uh, Oh, Oh, shit. No, with the fucking medallion? That's Eddie Bravo? No, that's Johnny Bravo. Uh, Oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh. No, Greg Brady took over as the role of... He was the new Johnny Bravo. He took over for that, and then they came out with the Johnny Bravo cartoon years later in Cartoon Network, but that's what it was named after. Wait, the actor who did Greg Brady? No, was as Johnny Greg Bravo? Brady on the show, he he got picked up by some talent crew and he took over playing the part of this guy, Johnny Bravo, who was a manufactured superstar on the Brady Bunch. And so he they put him in a wig and they put glasses on him and stuff and they made him all cool and he became the new Johnny Bravo. And then he's like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And so they went and they gave the role to somebody else. Uh, uh, sure. I'm just okay. dropping Brady bunch yeah, knowledge you're, on you. You're, you're dropping, you're dropping Brady bombs <laughs> all day. I don't know who Eddie Bravo is, but I had to take it in some direction. Well, Eddie Bravo is seemingly an MMA an MMA guy that went flat earther, and he's a conspiracy nut. Well, so, he probably feels like the Earth is flat because he's hit the mat so many goddamn times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get punched in the head enough times, you're gonna believe that the Earth is flat. <laughs> you think you can touch those stars that are spinning around in front of your face, you little bitch? You're just gonna uh, smack. You're, 
Listen, you shake your brain around enough, you can believe anything you want. Watch me That's bravely really... talk shit about an MMA guy who could probably pound me into obscurity in a heartbeat. Listen, uh, Corey, I'll tell you this right now. I've gotten my ass beat so many times, doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Who gives a shit? I'm going to talk shit until I die. And yeah. if someone wants to kick my ass. My wife will win so much from that lawsuit when I'm gone, and I will be happy about that. Exactly. Exactly. I have. I am well insured. <laughs> and I'm I can take a punch okay, and I'm husky, so I can just lay on you if you really, <laughs> <laughs> you're really giving me the business. Did anybody just, get the warms when he said that? I'm husky and I can lay on you. I'm, I'm like, hum- oh, oh, I'm nipples hum- are hurt. Oh, that feels I'm nice. Hum- <laughs> I'm husky. Listen, we call it this is husky. Fuck Denise Richards, man. You're my new fantasy from the '90s horror movies. Uh, 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 wow. uh, uh. I have whole i don't have a whole lot going on as far as like starring in movies but i am a a 90s heartthrob for sure you say you're husky and you lay on people we can get you started in movies really fast <laughs> exactly yeah just as, as long as the and we'll tour your own bars that have swinging doors on their bathroom stalls <laughs> yeah hey i've been there yeah those are my people <laughs> those are my people this is the key though can we talk about the fact that I, I want to go back to the movie for one time? Just one, because <laughs> I have one question I have. The last the audience movie. member we have will probably appreciate us talking about the movie this one time. Maybe they watched the movie, maybe they didn't. The movies, this is the, the, the downside about this movie, very easy to digest. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's, there's not a lot to, it's my fault, guys. My apologies. This movie's hard to discuss because it's just kind of just here it is. It's very good. There are some good goofs, some gags, maybe a joke. Well, mockumentaries are scenes. They're not story. Right. Exactly. We do get so, some story in this, but it, it is more like consecutive scenes and stuff that happens in a few nights. So this is so basically what I have as the person who watched it, but I want to facilitate some some talking is I have questions in regards. So, hmm, I have a question, which is, did the Beast, Jermaine's uh, ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, Vladimir Tis, or whatever his name was, did she want to, is she going to fuck everybody when she's like, I'm going to see all of you? Like, she is going to fuck everybody at the party. It right? might turn into a big giant orgy, although I'm, I'm, Still kind of confused at the party that they didn't bring people there to feast on. I know that there was blood and stuff available, but it seems like that maybe I've got too much blade flashback of like no, you bring people right. to the and rave and then we all eat them. And we all we've seen the whole movie is them feasting on humans. And sure, there's the one guy offered up as the prize, but it's like where. Is there other like? Is there just like catering? Is there vampire catering? Well, they they had like a like a chocolate fountain, but with blood. Right. Uh, so I assume there there was sense. things. There must have been like some sort of brain hors d'oeuvres or whatever for the zombies. <laughs> you got you got to give brains for the zombies. But I do feel bad because I feel like in a situation where you've got a room full of vampires and zombies, the vampires are going to get the the feeding first. Although mm-hmm. the zombies just eat the brains, then that means that there's still all that blood left for the vamps, so they Zom- can share. Yeah, it was like zombies you get just, brains. That's you just hold hands, like going to summer camp, and like stick with your partner, and it's very much use the whole of the buffalo kind of existence. Like I yeah. respect it. Like I'm, I'm there. 
So, and at the end of the night, you just roll them up like empty Capri Sun packs, and you toss pack them out. Pass the corpses in the back of a sedan, and so okay. And then I have a question for the two of you: Who is the main character of the movie? <sighs> I mean, Taika's character seems to get the most story about him directly. Okay, strong argument. But Man. we see the longest journey for Tony. Sure. He learns the most. Maybe. I'm 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 gonna go last. So Matt, main character of the movie. Ooh. Just because I get to kind of play devil's advocate, gonna mm. say Stu. Oh fuck! No, you can't. That's not devil's advocate. That's my advocate. <laughs> is Stu? Is it though? Like, yes. But okay. Stu comes so, in like twenty minutes or so into the film. Exactly, but you Doesn't see matter. a total. You see no, a whole character matter. arc for imagine, him. Imagine, imagine yeah. all of the info that we get about the vampires. Like, the only other option is maybe Nick, the new vampire. But yeah, that's yeah. what I meant, Nick. But for me, it's so much Stu because Stu comes in. You know. He's he's brought in by somebody else. It's very much imagine thinking of the story. Imagine Stu like telling you the story, like, oh yeah, you know Nick, that buddy of mine that you met one time at fantasy football at the bar last week or whatever. Like, oh yeah, he says he's a vampire now, and now I go to this house. It's like I'm chilling with Nick or whatever, and like everybody's like all buck wild and like there's fucking like weird stains everywhere. So like it could be blood, but like, no, no, there's no way that fucking vampires are real. He, he, he lives this whole movie knowing that vampires are real, but act like operating as if it's not true. Yeah. But here's why, and then, here's why I think that then he gets, go ahead. He's the, he's the one basically main character because within the scope of a horror film, he is the main, he would, if this was a scary movie, he'd be the main character because he he's the ultimate victim he's the guy who lives his normal life he's a software analyst he does whatever and he meets you know he has a friend and his friend meets these guys and like it's whatever oh weird oh now my friend is being weird and like hanging out with these weird guys all the time and then blah 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 climax culminates into hacked by werewolves which is the you know that's what makes the story interesting. It's the it's the trick. It's the flip, because you've been spending all this time with vampires, but Stu, the main character, turns into a werewolf instead. Yeah, but here's why it's not him, okay. because he is the Mary Sue, or in this reference, the Mary Stu of the movie. He's too perfect. He has no flaws. <laughs> So okay, Nick is fair. flawed. Nick has the flaws. He goes through the, the transition. So he goes from being who he was to this new thing and has to go on the emotional journey of trying to figure out, oh, I'm this cool new thing. Oh, wait, this new thing sucks. Oh, well, I still got my best friend. Oh, I've lost my best friend. Oh, now I get the joy of having my best friend back. All of Nick's flaws are a path that has ups and downs and bumps in there. And he's, he's hated by the other guys. He's rejected by the other guys. He gets pushed out of the house. So he right. has no home, no place, but he still has to overcome he does underhanded things, so he's the more interesting character. In Breaking Bad, you know, he's the main guy because you see him fail and you see him struggle. 
Now, he doesn't have a romantic relationship, but his love of Stu is kind of in place of that. Otherwise, Taika's character would be the only one that has a romantic relationship that goes through. And the Beast is kind of a romantic off-again, off on-again thing. But in that case, he's a Bradley Cooper who's on the side character who gets a piece of ass but never really falls in love. Um, Nick is the guy who is struggling and loves Stu unconditionally and loses Stu. And then eventually finds Stu again and has to cr create an acceptance between Stu and the rest of the group. Oh, I don't know. Hold on. When but Stu he, is too good. When does he lose Stu? He loses Stu because they all think he died. Oh, no, no, no. From but his viewpoint, they all think he died. Hold on. But that's that's my argument for Stu is because everybody is affected. By yeah, Stu. but that's like killing the little girl yet. in the Hunger Games. It's like, oh, we're all really sad because this perfect little girl died. But it's not her story. She's there to set them to continue on their path. It, she's a lesson. She's not the main character. Mm. Okay. Within the scope of the movie, you are correct. But <laughs> Stu's too good. I know Stu is too good, but can, if imagine this movie reshot from Stu, do you think he would be? I mean, No, because I think he'd be boring as fuck. Really? I think Janet's story think is much more interesting than Stu's. You wouldn't think it would be a traditional, like, you don't think it would be a more regular horror movie shot from Stu's perspective? No, I like Janet, as, what, the, I like Janet I, as the Renfield. I like Janet as the unappreciated, mm, okay. like, that is a Devil Wears Prada situation. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm way more on board with her. And her feelings, she's crazy about this guy because of the thing that she's going to move up in the company and stuff. It's going to be all, everything she wants. And she just struggles more and more because it's a complete shit who's drinking her along. Right. Yeah. Stu's just like Stu, man. Shit. Well, I got know, but he is Stu. He's great. We I love, love Stu. him so I, much. No, I absolutely love him. He's I want to kiss him. Yes. On the mouth. Right. I love him. He is the perfect. He's the perfect movie character. He, the, but he's perfect. Is that so? That's the issue, and I I do agree. I do agree. That is the issue. Damn. I don't know if I I don't know I don't want it to be Nick. Right. No. But, I mean, because sure Nick's unlikable. Is. I mean, because but it is. But it's it's Nick. Michael Scott in the office. Yeah. He's the but least likable also, person there, but it's obviously then, his story until he leaves. But Taika, but Taika's character Viago is also. I don't know. Yeah, it is that kind of. I know that I'm sure the filmmakers like I'm spreading it. There is no main character. It's an ensemble story, blah, blah, blah. But the focus is definitely, at least within the vampires, Viago, right? Right. It's I mean, it's got to be, which I, I mean, him being such a fancy boy is, is very is very funny. Just the goof, the goof between that lifestyle and vampirism is enough, yeah. but it just keeps going. Oh, man. He's our I, eyes. He's definitely our eyes to everything. But yeah. he doesn't... The only thing that he accomplishes is that he finally determines that he's going to embrace the woman that he was in love with. Which he does. Hey, yeah. He does. And and great for, for doing that and for making the joke about the age difference because he's <laughs> several hundred years older than her. That, oh, yeah. Oh, it still got me because I... As I said, seen the movie before, forgot most of it. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I get, I kind of get this. I kind of remember this, kind of this, that, and the other." But him getting with the old woman that he was like 
stalking his his former lover or whatever i had forgotten that it actually like uh ended it it it, it became a thing yep. and i was i it was like i watched for it was like i watched it for the first time again and i laughed and laughed it was amazing it was great um so he what's the worst part about the movie i have i have my my qualms well, I, I think one qualm is that they do a lot of really good things emphasizing the the problems of being a vampire. Like they show them they can't look in mirrors to see how they look when they want to dress up. Yeah. But then they can be filmed and recorded the whole time, which as I understood it, vampires can't show up on film any more than they can be picked up on mirrors because cameras use mirrors as part of their lenses. Damn. I... That's the nitpickiest thing I could come up with. No, but that's the best nitpicky thing you can do because that's the fucking crux of the movie. Because you can't make a movie about vampires. Good choice of using the word crux, which is shortened from crucifix. <laughs> God damn it. I, I do I... like when they're they're screaming when they see the crucifix on the, the vampire, how they're screaming and then they they just kicks it and then they just go on. Yeah. They just continue. My my issue was way less good. Damn, that's a great issue because that, that is kind of the key. My issue was just I just wanted less uh, kind of non sequitur breaks. Like I like the non sequitur breaks, the dancing, the fashion show shit, like that, that kind of stuff. Like it's fun, but I don't know. By the, it's filler. By, by the time the dancing happened, I was like, I know why they're doing this. Yeah, it's filler. I was just like, eh, this is. They're doing this so they can make it feature length. Although Deacon's because, sexy dancing was beautiful. And it was very sexy. And I, so erotic. And I respect it. But like the big fit, and, and it's one of those things, It was it's both a critique of the movie, but also something I really like about the movie, which is that I know that it had a really good, I know that it had a good budget, and it's like an independent film, but it's like a film. Like it, this isn't like first foray. So like they have funding. But it still felt really uh, real. It felt yeah. like it felt made by like people you could have known. And but, and when they introduce when Stu introduces also, technology to them, it doesn't overwhelm what the rest of the film is about. It doesn't suddenly turn into oh, we yeah, order bodies like, in the internet now or anything like that. They still right, continue being like, who they are, and they're just so bad making, at it. Yeah, you could be making a documentary on like just a regular ass camera and they're like yeah sure we know what a camera is but a computer right it's not it doesn't take you out of it but then at the same time i'm watching it and i'm like well i know that they do this on purpose so it's, it, it is both it both works and then also takes me out of it but that's because i'm a stinker i guess <laughs> right no it, it's still a movie but it, it it accomplishes so much it's just such a I don't know. I it, it's really there aren't a lot of mockumentaries that really come out, right? I mean, like I feel like I don't hear about I I hear about you know your Spinal Tap crew and like that cast of humans. They've been the, they've been making your mockumentaries forever. Spinal Tap, Basin Show, yeah, uh, etc. Mighty Wind and that whole crew, but other than them. Who else? I, I can't think of one. Maybe maybe you guys are more versed, but I'm not. No, I, I, I go to The Office, which begat 
Parks and Rec has that look. Um, we go to Reno 911 that I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that, but it really is. It's a it's a workplace comedy or it's a a roommate comedy, and they just decided how do we dress up this roommate comedy. Uh, right. In yeah. this case, we make them vampires. In Spinal Tap, we made them a rock band. It's how what do we do to set this apart? And then we 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 balloon out from what those ideas are. Like if you have a problem with your roommate, what would bother you? Well, I think we would all have a problem because we can't wake up before daylight. So one of us has to set the alarm, be the one to go and wake up everybody else. And what do our differences bring us? And uh, he doesn't do dishes because there's blood everywhere. Like, oh, right. the couch is red because it wasn't red originally. It's because you guys just let everybody bleed all over it. Right, I, yeah. I get all of that because it's so easy to get to those jokes when you have that moment of clicking of like, everybody's a vampire in this in this house. Like, right. if, sure. if And then if they're all vampires, problem. what kind of vampires? Why not every kind of vampire? Why not every, we have your uber romantic Dracula character. We have your Nazi vampire, which is very classic. We have your effeminate, more recent style vampires. And then we have your hardcore Nosferatu scary monster vampire. And then we introduce the dumb young buck kid that everybody hates from today who sees it as being a rock star status and sexy and glitter fucking. Right. And then you also, I mean, yeah, it really does. It hits every kind of... uh... I, I think that might that really is I mean that that really sums it up that is kind of the beauty of it it's it's they even from horn, horny current vampire all the way to Nosferatu I mean like and they even show you like the kids who were embraced too young and so what do we do mm-hmm. well we get pedophiles to hit on us we take them to dark alleys and, and kill, kill them, them yeah like, yeah fuck yeah because like, who gives a shit about pedophiles it's good work that's God's Christian work not me killing those yeah. motherfuckers yeah. rock it out man because otherwise they just yeah. sit there and pollute TikTok all day. <laughs> yep uh yep there's some weirdos on there man i'll, I'll tell you i've been collecting uh screen recordings of that tiktok shit <laughs> uh not of no i know uh excuse <laughs> me not of under not of underage people <laughs> no uh because it's mostly like weird dudes the the most recent dude i found was his screen name was uh inked and kilted and uh, if you're curious, he has tattoos and he wears a kilt. <laughs> Shocker. And then he's just horny online. And he's like, somebody better call the law. Because that's one of the memes on. Uh, and TikTok. you all might have smelled him at Renaissance Fair. That's. Oh, t- <laughs> 10 bucks. He is 100% this past year that I worked for the brewery. I work. I got to work. I got to work the rent fair here in town. Do the craft beer tent is a real fun time, but boy, I tell you, some of those people. So when I, I, I when I first moved to California twenty something years ago, uh, the crowd I fell into was everybody played a live action role playing game of vampire. Uh, so I have a lot of history with vampire stuff. And hold on, I need I need a what is how do you LARP? Vampire. What is well, vampire? Specific? The people who did uh, the vampire role playing game for Tabletop White Wolf, they did a LARP version of it okay. uh, called uh, Vampire the Embraced. And then uh, different factions and stuff exist around the world where they they can tie into that group to to do it. 
Or you can have your spinoffs where you just run your own games, LARP. But people dress up, they go, they play their characters. Instead of rolling dice to see who wins, uh, right. you would do a Rochambeau. And whoever right. has the most points. Yeah. Okay. And and basically, you spend the evening dressed up, playing a character, interacting with each other. It's a lot like the ball in this yeah. movie. Anyways. I, yeah, it sounds badass. As you would probably not be surprised... A lot of the people who play vampire, a lot of crossover between them and the ones who go and work Renaissance Fair. So you would have people who would work Renaissance Fair all weekend and then Sunday night show up at the vampire game. How many showers do you think were taken between Friday going to the first day of Renaissance Fair and leaving the dusty tents to come to vampire on Sunday night? Zero. Right. Big, yeah, big, exactly. Big goose egg. Also, a lot of rules of it doesn't count if it happened at Ren Fair. Oh, no. A lot it's like, of it's like interbreeding for, of, for of people. In a vampire game, already a, a STD cesspool of itself. And I'm telling you, a lot of my best friends playing this, I love these people. I, I know who's on the red list. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no judgment. This no. Is a ju- I'm assuming on this podcast that I'm guesting upon, judgment for yourself. Oh, but absolutely! It's a full fact zone. So, and, like, and I the facts say that I play you vampire gonorrhea, and I, everybody that you fucked in. I the I dated two people. I lost my virginity to somebody that I met at, at the vampire game. Hell yeah! You but she was not a regular it. there. But then the the person that I wound up dating for two years after that was more of a regular there. Absolutely, like Fuck I'm it. not I'm not immune. Uh, I'm not. Know, man. I, I did not have to get inoculated, but I'm. I'm part of this group, so let let's. I ain't Listen, preaching to nobody. You're, that's that's called living your best life. And anybody yeah. that, that operates every every uh, small scene operates just like Renfest. Oh yeah. I mean, it's all the same. Like everybody can talk as much bullshit as they want, but like realistically, you, yeah. If, I you're were... in a, if you're in a small hardcore scene, metal scene, fucking any music, any small music scene, it's no. the same. Work at a retail store. Work at a big box retailer. And how many yeah. people have Everybody's dated each other? Everybody at Best Buy. Yeah. 100%. Everybody's exactly. horny for fucking computers. I get it. <laughs> deals deals get me gone up. I get it. Uh, on that note, we got to read the outro. I got to fucking work in the morning. That's true. I am dying right now. Uh, Matt, I gave it a 4.5. What was your rating for this? A three. <laughs> I I did really like it. I just I didn't like it as much as you guys did. This is also the first time I watched it. I feel like it could benefit from multiple watches. And the fact that you would be willing to go back and rewatch it is a yeah. I I like I like the style of comedy. Um, it's a, it's a good goof. A lot of good mm-hmm. goofs. Absolutely. Uh, you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at eight zero five three two eight thirty nine sixty six. Email us at pot at gncast You can leave us a message on the website as well. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Podcast here. Subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, any of your favorite podcatchers. You can review us on bit.ly slash review or iTunes, even though I know you won't. All subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. Follow the entire network on Facebook under the Galactic Network. Boats, where can people find the Ask Jams podcast, Young Bull Music, all of that. What up, what up? It's your boy, B-O-A-T-S-S, your boy Boats, with two S's. You could find me personally on Twitter at all of those things, B-O-A-T-S-S. You can uh, hit up the Ask Jams podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, 
most of the places you can find uh, goods fucking podcast content <laughs> just remember hashtag ass jams don't forget that z a s s j a m z and uh most of all subscribe rate not only the podcast of terror but of course the ass jams podcast we're hanging out we're having fun you want to know what's going on with the people you got to come to me your boy b-o-a-t-s-s boats <laughs> boy spelled b-o-i like no, it. no BOI. You only gave the BOI when you have ROI'd, responded on interaction with boats on Twitter. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, just, I could just talk in a circle, but for real. I like that. Uh, look up the Ask Jams podcast on Spotify, iTunes. It'll happen. A-S-S-J-A-M-Z. We're the only thing that's going to come up because we're the only people who commit to the Ask Jams lifestyle. That's awesome. Um, I'll have There'll be a link in the show notes for ass jams oh, yeah. and then the band too young bull 666 on twitter yep uh i want to say young bull 666 on Bandcamp too we're on spotify young bull we're not the rap group no there that's true group, that's, that's true. not us nope. we're the we're the rock and roll group yeah I'll, I'll have a link for that one too but uh <laughs> Corey, how about you what do you what what do you even want to do with your life that man I, we don't have time for that i just need to know what you want to plug tonight i'm just here <laughs> i just enjoy being here uh, if you want to follow yeah, my Instagram, it's, it, I think it's C. Christian Scott, and you'll see lots of pictures and videos of my new cat making my life hell. That's true. I want that. Yeah, I was like, you got to plug, Corey, you got to plug for me because we're homies now. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and untapped at Matt the Lifeguard. I haven't decided what we're doing next week, and I'm too goddamn tired to make the decision tonight. So you'll find out next week what we've decided to watch. Oh, Corey, it's C period Christian Scott. Yeah, the period. I just got my first one. All right. <laughs> well, I just I just know. I, guys, I just followed him. It's it, it's awesome. it's it's live in the building. Here we are. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's going to do it for another episode of the podcast of terror. And we will talk to you guys next week. Stay scary, everybody. Bye.